Welcome to episode 46 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on the Midnight Meat Train is my co-host, Jennifer the Dream Smasher Tran. Tran? <laughs> Tran. Strand. Toot, toot. It's because I put that new smasher in and it, got, it put me off. That's fine. Every week we take one horror movie and cut it to pieces with our internet words of fury. Together we are two people with the love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster slash movie land memberships. I'd just like to thank all of our listeners who support us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and the YouTube. We love you, etc., etc., etc. Shout out to all the people that interact with us and help us out over on the, you know, on the interwebs and help us grow. People like Adam Gillespie, Bryn Phillips, Sarah Sullivan, Dion Cragnell, Shano McMc. Shano McIntyre. Oh, that got me. And thank you to all of our mums for liking every post we do and never listening to our show. Yep. Um, oh, what fun facts. I knew your fun fact this week, Jen. All right. Because I'm going to just coattail on that shit. <laughs> Rad my coattails. That's fine because I actually didn't have a fun fact this week. So I just thought I'd throw out the fact that my favourite Ninja Turtle is Donatello. Please explain. I don't know why. I just, he's purple. He's <laughs> got a bow staff and he... Like he does machines. He's he's kind of like the smart, sarcastic one that's kind of in the background, but kind of does everything. Kind of without him, they would be fucked as well. Yeah, like he, they wouldn't have a car. Yeah, so without him, they would lair. be fucked. But also, he's not really a prominent. Like you could character. take Michelangelo out of the mix, and then just and, was, and be they'd fine. be fine. Yeah, and Raphael. Yeah, and Leonardo. Actually, yeah. <laughs> well, Donatello is often people's favourites because he was the best one in the arcade game because he had the longest reach mm. and his double button hit was like a, sw- a, a jumping hit and it could just get shit from heaps far away. Okay. And he was probably the only character he could actually finish the game with, like mm. kinda. My favourite Ninja Turtle. Um, I like. I'm the I'm the the everyman. I like Raphael. Yeah. Purely because in the comics, um, and I'm not talking about the Eastman comics, I'm talking about like the Ninja Turtle Adventures comics or at my um, that are based on the cartoon series. Yep. He's kind of the only turtle I feel has ever had like story. Like, you know, and he has that, that vibe of he goes off, he has his friend Casey Jones, that's all him. He goes out, he gets angry. Even in the Ninja Turtle live action film, like he, it's about him, yeah. like a lot of the film. And then. Um, yeah, and in the comics, he became, you know, he became an, an intergalactic wrestler, um, and he wore this like, like, it was almost like the Venom suit. It was mm. a, so he was a pure black Ninja Turtle for a while, and he kept that on for a long time. Um, no, you know, nothing. It was just black. Yeah, like and his eyes and stuff like that. Pretty, pretty cool. Like that is cool. Um, yeah, and like it just seems like all the ma- the story hits always revolved around Raphael to me, and you know he's cool but crude. Well, yeah, everyone wants to be because he's, like, the angry guy. And well, he, yeah, as I said, he's the only the, one with any he's depth. He's the badass. Yeah, he's the only but, one with any emotion. Yeah. But um, they could give all the others more, but they just focus on him. Yeah. He's, he's well, they bad. gave, like, Leonardo had the brooding thing of the, you know, the weight of the, the yeah. group being the leader. Um, not if you, but not if you take the Turtle Power song in consideration, which said Raphael was the leader for some reason. Yeah. Transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop. Oh, you know your stuff. Have you seen the new arcade game that's been announced? I have. Yeah. Basically. It was literally uh, all over my Facebook feed. Yeah. Like, I'm actually quite disappointed in the look of it for really? how good games are looking these days as remakes, like the Wonder Boy, um, uh, Wonder Boy games that have come out and how good they looked. They did look good. 
that with a direct comparison to like the Super Nintendo one, I actually think the, the Super Nintendo one looked a bit better. Like mm. it's weird. Like I think the turtles are a bit too small, and yeah. like they're not as like. Like you can do so much good animation with that video games these days. I feel they should have gone a bit bit better on the animation. But anyhow, it might be great. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still going to play it. Oh, yeah. I, that's probably one that I... It'll be the one game that I play this year or whenever it comes out. So, yeah. So, a fun fact is this week is you like Donatello and I like Raphael. <laughs> I'm actually reading the redo of them at the moment, the comics. So, yeah. we have the obviously the original Ninja Turtle comics done by Kevin Eastman. And he's come back recently over the last, like, well, bunch of years, like six, seven years. And he's restarted it from scratch and rebooted it and just told the story again. Yeah. But with more modern story writing and kind of like make more stuff make sense. If yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Like April O'Neil, um, you know, bits and pieces that were kind of like in the original, just changing it around and just making it a better story, basically. Hmm. Uh, it's really cool. Very, very good. It's still going. It's called Ninja Turtles Ongoing. If anyone wants to order it from Greenlight Comics, no. they do these beautiful hardcover versions of it. Um, there's about. I think 11 hardcovers, like oh, big. Shit. They're big as well. Like, yeah. They're oversized. They're like, you know. it's good. They look good in the bookshelf. They do. Yeah. They, they, look, they look like a great, great thing. Mm. <laughs> and now let's move on to our spoiler cards. Yes, every week Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch. Then we go through it scene by scene and spoil the fuck out of it. It's the whole premise of the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wangs, and compound fractures. We um we rate each movie every week, so uh, you know you're not just left in the dark holding your dingling. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. No, and we rate them not like anyone else. We have our own rating system. We so do. as follows: we've got the A, awesome, everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie. F is for fun and dumb. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. G is good for its time but is not held up. We've got the J Gen special, the D Dan special. We've got a W. Whatever, so off my radar. Kesha, which is a low-budget hot mess. And the cream of the crap, the McConaughey. Boom, boom, boom. The fucking fucked, the do not watch. We watched it for you so you don't have to. My wife actually like, only worked out we, our worst thing is called McConaughey because of that film the other day. She was overhearing this podcast and she didn't. She just thought it, we hated McConaughey. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. We, I have no strong feelings one way or another towards him. I actually think he's pretty good. That true detective that he did was crazy good. Mm. Um, but, yeah. It was just that film that yeah. he was in and he just had the worst monologue in he the world. He wasn't just chewing the seams. He was humping them. He was humping them. He was stuffing them up. He's like urethra. He was like <laughs> doing it all for the he good. He was going hard. What, are these, what is this? Oh, what and film. What film are we watching? We are watching Bad Taste. Yes. nineteen From 1987. Mm-hmm. This is... um. This is one of my favourite, and Jen had not watched no, this. No, I hadn't. I, it was one of those that I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty certain I've seen that. It's just one that, because the cover is just so prominent, you know yeah, the cover. but also it's not very horror, the cover. It no. actually could, looks like it could be just a wacky um, kind of like, Doctor who vibe. like Yeah, or even a very sort of uh, 1980s, 1990s MTV kind of action movie. Yeah, so like, it, it for horror people, it might put them off, mm. but... I'm glad I watched this back in the day. This basically set the scene for me as a young kid. Make I made horror films. Yeah. I did stuff nowhere near on this scale. Yeah. This is like you're home on the weekend making a film and he just took that idea to the next level. Oh, and he made a yes. very coherent film. Like, he, Well, he did. Um, so let's just give some details. So, about who he is that yeah. I'm talking about. So he's directed by Peter, written and directed by Peter Jackson. Funded. 
Uh, and also funded. So um, Peter Jackson, if you don't know who he is by now, like he did uh, Lord of the Rings. You heard of that film? Yeah. Little franchise? Little, little, little indie film. He also did Lord one of, of our Rings. other favorite films, Brain Dead. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so it stars pretty much his friends. He's in it. He plays a couple of characters. Then there's Terry Potter, Peter O'Hearn, Craig Smith. You don't know them. Because no, no one, one does. does. They're just his <laughs> mates. And, oh, my God, are they 1980s dudes? <laughs> they all look like one of them, like, Ozzy looks like Jimmy Barnes. One of them looks like uh, uh, Halle Joel Osmond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one of them is just like a normal dude that wears a parka. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just like, yeah, but I'm really cold, so I'm not going to have my parka. It's fine. Yeah, um, I'm really my- cold. And because it's New Zealand, yeah. it has the accents. Oh, and, yes. and this is like... This is the spot on New Zealand, like that humor that yeah. you know you got from Foot Rock Flats. You've got like Brain Dead. This like it's almost like New Zealand he- humor is a delivery of lines of how yes. they deliver them. They know their accents wicked. Yes, like, they do, and they just say stuff amazing. And we're gonna break into in and out of New Zealand accent the whole way through this, and it's gonna be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the budget for this film was twenty five thousand dollars. I couldn't find any information for what the return was. I, did, um, I think it was zero. Yeah, probably. Nah. Um, but we do have some fun facts. Oh, for man, you. there's so many facts so that are fun, actual facts. fun around this film. Yes. So this is just purely... Yeah, you go, you go. Yeah, okay. So the movie was banned uh, in <laughs> Queensland because everything's banned in Queensland. Uh, it was banned until the early 90s when the Queensland Censorship Board was disbanded. So if we already know one of many they things... just got rid of the whole censorship board? Like, so, yeah, because I think they found out that people on the board were just like... Dickheads? Yeah, essentially. Fucking um, galas, Because mate. we know that... Uh, Several films that we've covered on this show have been banned in Queensland, one of them being Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Which is the best. What are they doing? I don't know. And there was another one that I can't remember right now. Um, Peter Peter Jackson shot this film on weekends, purely on weekends, over a four-year period with friends playing the lead roles. Oh, my God. So if we work that out, a $25,000 budget split over four years, split over 52 is like $480 a week they spent on it. That's basically for a poor man. That's like your whole wage. That's a wage. In 87. That's more than a wage. Yeah. He must have had some money. Well, he he got sponsored by it. Yeah, so in the end, um, so he fully funded this film and until the, the end, towards the end, the New Zealand Film um, Commission gave him money to finish the project um, because he, like, approached them with what he'd already produced and they're like, oh, you did that with no money? Well, here's some money. Make it better. And I guess that went into all the miniatures and stuff and explosions at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and the squibs. And it's also... <laughs> so many squibs. Oh, so many squibs. What I also love about this film was there is no script. He did not approach this film with a fully... Uh, comprehensive script he kind of made it up so each week he'd write a bit write what a they bunch, were gonna do they'd film it on the weekends it's amazing that's yeah. such a good vibe and that is exactly how we used to make our little horror films have you ever seen my horror films i've seen one of them they are that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have endings in my films either because like, we just never finish them they just yeah. stop no, that's fine well it, it always ends with every main character dying and that's just the end <laughs> <laughs> it's so gloomy um, Peter Jackson made all of the masks uh, in the mother's kitchen. Oh, sorry, in his mother's kitchen. So um, the latex masks. Yes, yeah, so all the alien masks. Um, they're all sort of bent in this backward shape because they wouldn't fit in the oven otherwise. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so good! I didn't even know that half yep. the stuff. Um, Doug Wren, who plays that the leader, Lord Crumb. Lord Crumb. He actually died during post production, and because the film was originally shot um, silently. 
Um, oh, yeah, kind of like a Super brought, 8 or Super 16 or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, they br- just brought some other person in. It was in. just his camera, wasn't it? It was just Peter Jackson's yeah. home camera they showed And him. he actually spent, I think it was like 15 or $20 to make a Steadicam. Like, he made a Steadicam himself. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Well, why not? Yeah. So, yeah. So, the voice of uh, Lord Crumb was dubbed by a different actor. No. Um, <laughs> this is, it's insane. There is so much information regarding this film. Um, all the dialogue in the film was dubbed in post-production. Um, so for two reasons, part of the footage had no sound, as we just said. (laughs) 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 And, uh, once the New Zealand Film Commission funded the remainder of the film, Jackson hired, uh, was able to hire a sound camera. But no one knew how to use it. So So they just, I love that. (laughs) Yep. So a lot of we got dialogue. a sound camera, guys. How do we use it? I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> so none of it was usable. They had to dub it anyway. Um, and this one is one of my favourite little facts. Um, Craig Smith, who played Giles, aka who I've referred to throughout this whole film as Blue Car Guy. I refer to him as the Collector. Yeah. Because he's like a religious collector. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But he. Okay. Yep. Um, he was part of the original cast. But he was also married and divorced within the four-year time frame it took to make this film. Um, so <laughs> because, because most of the filming took place on weekends, he was written out because his new wife, who was a devout Christian, objected to him working on Sundays. Um, he was then written back into the film after he got a divorce. I bet like, yeah, he's divorced. Yeah, get him back in. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Oh my god! What's its um? What's its tagline All and right. its synopo? Man, that's a long synopo. That's it, basically the whole film, eh? It is. It is. It is. But I think it. you actually need it because, like, a yep. lot of this film is confusing. Yes. So one thing about the alien. Sorry. This is oh the my synopsis. God. This is the synopsis. One thing the aliens hadn't counted on was Derek, and Derek's don't run. <laughs> Uh, A team from the intergalactic fast food chain Crumb's Crunchy Delights descends on Earth, planning to make human flesh the new taste sensation after they wipe out the New Zealand town of... How do you pronounce this? Kahoro. Kahoro. Uh, The country's Astro Investigation and Defence Service (laughs) is called in to deal with the problem. Things are complicated due to... Due to Giles, an aid worker who comes um, the same day to collect change from the residents. He is captured by the aliens and that is... Oh, God. He's captured by the aliens and... What's their, their, their acronym? Al- AIDS? It's AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> AIDS stages a rescue mission that quickly becomes an all-out assault on the aliens' headquarters. The end. That's the, the actual that is story. That's the whole film, guys. Okay, so thank you. Uh, we have been Terrorvision Horror Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just copy and pasted your notes for the first half of this film because I was like testing it out to see if I had to write notes and then I realised <laughs> I did. So um, you can start because they're your notes. Mm -hmm. So the opening of the film. Okay. So it's very straight out. First thing I noticed was it had a very similar soundtrack to to Dead Alive. Or Brain Um, Dead. Brain Dead. Yep. Do you reckon that's because Peter Jackson just does the music? I think so. He's fully into music if I remember as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. He's into everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So um, we get this very sort of music that sounds very similar. We get a phone call to police being played back on a recorder. So we're in this, uh, just this sort of dark, ominous room. Yeah, um, it's kind of like yeah, we just you can't see any people. No. It's just this recorder playing this like thing. Yeah, and there's like a recording. It's like oh, this is a, a 
a white light in the sky and invaders killing people and you got to send someone, send the national, send this, do this, it's help, help, and is immediately killed. Like, you can hear him being killed, killed on, the on the recording. Killed on the recording, yeah. Yep. So it's being played back by um, a mysteriously silhouetted man uh, with strange fingers. He, no, he doesn't even have a finger. No, he, just has, thing, he has yeah. a stick. That's right. So he has strange fingers, i.e. he has a literal pointing finger on a stick and hand finger candles. Yeah, so he he presses the buttons of his computer with a stick which has a finger which on there. Which has a severed Which finger. is totally just like ridiculous Peter Jackson <laughs> ridiculousness. They're yeah. like, how can we make this guy weird? Yeah. And Let's... we still can't see him. He's like Dr. Claw kind of thing. Yes, very much so. Um, and he's now on the phone to the minister, uh, I'm guessing the minister of New Zealand. Um, and he's basically, again, so the minister's like, okay, well, we need to send in the National Guard. We need to send anyone who is willing to show up. We've got to sort this out. Um, this mysterious silhouetted man hangs up and he decides, nope, nope, that might be a bit too showy. And uh, he's like, this is a job for real men, he says. And he, you know, yeah, he uses his... his but his finger-pressing button stick to press his speed dial on his phone, which just says, The, the bo- boys. The boys. <laughs> Call the boys in. I actually refer to them as the boys at, at when they're in a group in my thing as well. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. But it did make me think of the TV show The Boys, which uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, same vibe. That's right. Um, so now we cut to there is, this is a yes, great cut, a hard cut because yeah. it's like it cuts to a telephone wire. Just out in the middle of nowhere with a phone, just telephone hang- receiver. Just hanging off like of it? Like hanging off of it? Like, no okay, way. yeah. So that's how they called the boys, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, we Someone's don't. up there like, okay, boys. Um, you know, it's, it's a very small looking neighborhood, sort of tucked between the hills of New Zealand. It's very pretty. It's like a it's small sort of fishing town, if you will. Very yeah, nice. Very small. Yeah, you'd, very you'd on, the, on the cliffs of New Zealand. Like yeah. a town on the very tall cliffs. Yep. And there is a man standing in the middle of the road. And he, we, are, we are introduced to our first character. Barry. Barry. And he Barry. looks like Hallie Joel Osmond. Yeah. Yeah. So you imagine the big uh, trucker mo. Yes. And well, he's just kind of like a disheveled gentleman. It's like he's kind of like, his, his attitude is like, oh, like, oh man, I'm, what? Oh. It's just like... So he's there, and everyone in this film is a lot of walkie talkies. Yes, there's a lot. Of, so there's a lot of talking between walkie talkies. He's on the walkie talkie, and he's talking to someone. We don't know who it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is where you first get accent access to the massive New Zealand accent. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. And because um, yeah, like because it's just so good. Yeah. yeah. So he's standing there, and he's kind of looking around a little bit. And he's holding a flyer or some kind kind of business card, and he's kind of just like. You know, and on it, it says bread, beneficial relief and emergency aid division. Mm. Um, so I don't know what that is. We don't know what that is. No. And um, then all of a sudden, <laughs> out of nowhere comes this guy walking towards him very slowly. He has an axe. He has a blue shirt and just blue jeans and a bad wig. He looks like yeah. Barjo, if you can yeah. imagine Barjo, <laughs> this yeah. is actor. Pretty much. Um, yeah. And he's just walking towards him slowly. He's and like, Okay, so now we're in a zombie film. Yeah, sure. so he's right. Like, yeah, he's, he's kind of a zombie. He's got the zombie vibe to him. He's yeah. like kind of that, that shuffling meandering. Walk. You know, he's got an axe and you and, know. He, and Barry's talking on the walkie-talkie got to this this other voice going like, and he's like, "It's one of these guys here, mate." And he goes, "Oh, you have to run away." Yeah. You, know, you know, they're just talk- <laughs> they're just and he's not even not running because the guy's walking so slow. He's just kind of like briskly walking. Yeah, he's just like turns foot and walks in the other direction. It's fine. Puts a bit of distance between you know Barry gets a bit of distance between him and the axe guy. 
um, or the blue shirt axe guy, he turns around and he pulls out this giant revolver. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. And he, yeah, the first time he pulls it out, he holds it up and the voice on the, on the walkie talkie goes, I thought you were left-handed. Yeah. And he changes hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's almost like... Just the very small little things in this is fantastic as well. So the mate on the radio, he's like, he's like, look, I can see you. So he's in, we're, we're trying to look around and be like, okay, where is this other guy located? So he's got to be somewhere up on the mountain because he can see Barry. Yeah, he's- Barry's made his way through the scrub. He's now walking along the beach, the shorefront, um, still being followed by this uh, white wigged man. Yeah, so this is all, all happening on the beachfront now. Barry sort of, he turns. And he looks at the guy and he's just like, stop. This is definitely your last chance. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, okay, mate. So the wig man just keeps following Barry and he turns and he, you know. He shoots twice. That's when he shoots. He shoots twice and um, both of his shots hit the axe axe head. They ding. (laughs) And then the um, the voice on the radio is like, nah, a headshot's the only true stopper. And then Barry, like, you know, takes aim and he blows the top of this guy's head off. And this is where it's, this is your first, like, see a uh, oh, shot is... of violence in this film. And you're yeah. like, whoa. This and is it actually... sick. So you see, first you see, like, a splat of actual brain. Yes. I'm not sure it's lamb's brains. Smash onto the rocks on the shore. Then there's a shot of the actual head. Yeah. Like, the whole body shot. Of the top of his head with his mouth and his gore and all the blood splurting out the top of his head. Blood splurting, like, pouring out of the mouth. This uh, looks amazing. And he still, like, he's still, still walking towards stumbles, him. Stumbles, takes a couple of more stumbling steps um, towards Barry before he falls down, like, pretty much just dead at his feet. Well, he basically falls down and then drags the stump of his head down Barry's, like, trousers and yeah. then, like, hits his foot and all his brains fall out of his head and that. And this cuts to Barry and Barry's just like... <laughs> like so he's upset because so he's, he's got blood on his pants. <laughs> so I just got these. Uh, so we see Barry now through binoculars, and we finally see the man um, on the other end of the radio. Um, he also kind of looks like he's got a wad of cum dripping off of his face. No, it's just uh, he's just drooling. He's just—it's a little bit drooly, but yeah, I don't know. Um, and then we get this very blink and you miss it title screen: bad taste. Yeah. Which is really cool. Well, um, the first thing, um, the guy who's like, you know, the drooling guy who's looking at him, who is the character named Derek. Yes. He just goes, he looks like, you know, what's just happened. He's, he's drooling over what's happened. He puts down these binoculars. He goes, oh, glad I'm not the poor bastard that has to clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to the title. I apologize. Yes. Um, so it's over this uh, idyllic, very country road. And there is a blue car driving past. Um, you know, it's just. It's With, a very old school blue car. Yeah, so it's not it. quite a Volkswagen, but, you know. It's like a New Zealand Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. That? And we get this uh, goateed man who we um, discover is the collector. Um, he is checking a map. This is a new character, by the way. Yes, we introduced to a new character. He's looking at a map and checking a notepad with a list of towns. Um, all of the towns are crossed off except the one, uh, Kahoro, uh, whatever. Um, so it looks like that's where he's heading. Yeah, you know. so there's a new character heading towards the town they're at. Then we cut back to Barry, yep. and he's talking to Derek on the walkie-talkie, and Derek's like, put some of them brains into a bag for like, so we can analyse it back in the lab. <laughs> and then Barry's like, no bloody way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Barry's dumping him in the bushes because, like, he's obviously it's not in his job description to to bring to the specimens. Shit. <laughs> and, he goes, and then like Barry, and then Derek's like, "Oh well, at least we got one live specimen." <laughs> and then uh, and then it cuts to a shot of a rope with Derek, with Derek, yep. on the, and he's up on his hill. He's on the cliffs, so he's watching this from up high. And we just shot of a rope that's la- a rope that's now leading off of the cliff, and it's very tight, like they're saying, tied to the other end. Yeah, and that's all yep. we see for now. He pays no mind to it. Barry's just—he's not phased. He knows. Um, and then we get this like, seen anyone else? Anything about Barry? Um, nope. Place is completely deserted. Yeah, he's just like, so he's, the, he's the, walking around. The town's deserted. Yeah. Um, so we see Barry walking through the streets of the town. No one to be seen. He's like, they probably all did. And then, you know, we see Derek back on the mountain. He's been watching the skies. Um, he's, you know, he, yeah, he's he like, has this like little thing about like, cause he's like, I've been watching the skies. Everything's been pointing to this town. It's he, telling me. Yeah, we're going to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, then we get cut back to the guy back in his car, the yep. collector. Yeah, so he's trying to read the map again. And then he noticed... He he's like, oh, I'm reading this map. I don't know where I'm going, and immediately looks up. Um, you just see this street sign detect- directing him. He's like, um, either one way is Kaharo, the other way was Castle Rock, which was a very nice little um, Stephen King reference there. Oh, yeah. He also has a bread card similar to what Barry had. Yeah, so he's it's a- like a little tote bag. Yeah, so he's like the collector that's going to come. Apparently. Back in the 80s, you used to like just put your money into an envelope and then the collectors just came around and got them off your doorstep. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. So we can tell he's trying to get to this place to co- pick up all the collections. Yeah. So we cut back to, um, once again, We're it's... Barry. Yeah. So Derek is suggesting to Barry, like over the walkie, like, you look, you just got to keep an eye out. You might not be alone. You know, and Barry's just kind of like, yeah, look, I know what I'm doing. He stands against a garage door. Um, he's just like, I'm not that bloody stupid. And as soon as that happens, a horde of these like blue collared zombie guys, they grab him, they drag him into the garage. And then we hear a lot of this like fighting this, sound effect. Yeah. It's just like, doosh, doosh, Barry's just fighting them all off in the shed, but he's probably just in there by himself. Like, eh, pa-pow, pa-pow, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They wouldn't even be doing that because they put all the sound effects in afterwards. <laughs> Uh, and then right. when you see Barry, he, he bursts. He gets thrown out of the shed through the door. Yep. He yep. drops his radio on the ground. And his gun. And his gun. Yep. And more blue shirts are in there. And this is the point where you realise that all the baddies are just dudes in blue shirts. Yeah, that's all the budget would afford, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we can't afford an intergalactic unitard. It has to be like it's everyone, blue shirt. And I'm wondering if the, it's like the blue collar shirts is a payout of blue collar zombies, yep. like as in the workforce. That's right. Um, which the aliens would think would be the best thing to hide. Yeah. So, you know, now Barry's running off. He's got a horde of these zombies trailing behind him. Um, and we get this, like, ongoing little scene where he's, like, trying to give them the slip. Yeah. Very quickly he does. He gives them the slip and he hides in a garden shed. Like a little garden shed, yeah. yeah. And then we cut back to Derek. And Derek is calling um, other people on the walkie-talkie. He's calling some new characters. And now we're introduced to Ozzy and Frank. And we have a hard cut to a muscle car driving along to pub rock music. Um, (laughs) It's like a, it's a, it's a Ford Mustang. Yeah. A purple one. (laughs) Yeah. And so Ozzy is like, if you can imagine a young Jimmy Barnes, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like curly hair. And he's like, yeah, good one. It's like a, it's almost a mullet. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a mullet. And Frank is kind of like, I think Frank is their leader. 
Yeah, he seems to be like the the. He's like the military kind yeah. of dude. He wears a parka. He's got he's short. He's the straight hair. man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, later on, like he's always kind of directing them and telling them what to do. So I figured he's the the the. the the boss of their organization. Yeah. Which, what was it called again? AIDS or whatever. AIDS. Oh, God. No. Um, yeah, they look like country lads. Yeah. Just, you'd see them at your local pub. Because they are. Yeah. They're just like... They all are. Peter Jackson, right? <laughs> so Derek, he's very excited to let them know that he's he's captured a live one. Um, and he's like, you know, I can give you an eyewitness account. This is gonna this is gonna be great. We're gonna save the world. We're all gonna be here. We'll he actually see you says, "I'll give you a description of this intergalactic wanker." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is how they deliver lines. This intergalactic wanker. <laughs> um, and and then we yeah we Derek like goes to his backpack he pulls out a hammer and like a machete kind of thing a big knife rod yeah or whatever. it's like a huge like r- almost a rail spike yeah but thinner and he goes over and we or we see that tied to this rope that's hanging off the cliff is a man with a beard which is also played by Peter Jackson Peter ja- and we we didn't mention that Derek is played by Peter Jackson yes so Peter Jackson is Derek also this guy hanging off the cliff whose name is Robert <laughs> he is Peter Jackson as well but with a beard so yeah. he might th- but I didn't know this till the end, and at no point did I know that these were the same actors. Hey, no. like, he did really good in his editing and stuff. Like, yeah, no, this was really good. So Derek starts acting like a real tough guy. Like, now, first he like explains to like he goes like, "What does the alien look like?" To Ozzy and um, Frank and the cat. He goes, "Well, he kind of has a blue shirt and a beard and looks like us." And they're like, "Oh no, Derek's bloody just he's, ba- he's, bagged himself a drunk. He's turkeyed it up. He's turkeyed it." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then. Yeah. And that's basically it that, for that scene. And that cuts back to Barry. Yep. And Barry um, is still hiding in the garden shed. He gets a pitchfork. He's know, ready. He's he, he's getting ready. This he's... is a funny joke, actually. <laughs> he gets his pitchfork ready. You know, he's about to, you know, the, the zombie's on the other side of the door. He gets ready. You know, he kicks the door open. He goes to run out the shed with the pitchfork. And then he's just like... He doesn't get anywhere because his collar is caught on a hook on the wall. He somehow, it's like an actual coat rack. Yeah. It is a coat rack in there that he has somehow managed to get stuck on. So he comes barreling out the door and is immediately hook, like swicked back because, yeah, he, he can't go anywhere. And the zombie just kind of looks at him and he's like... So it's like Ugh. one zombie now. It's like knows that he's in there. Um, so they all sort of start to swarm around him and yeah, they locks, use... Yeah, he locks himself in. They use one of them as a battering ram. So yeah. it's like four guys holding this one guy, like smacking him into the door. And which I, is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And then uh, cut back to Derek. And Derek has got his hammer and his big blade machete thing. Um, and he started to, because the guy's hanging upside down. And he's like, yeah, yeah you know, you're going to tell me I want you yelling in some alien language by the time my mates get here. And he mm-hmm. starts hammering the blade into the bottom of the guy's shoe. And, of course, Peter Jackson at any point just, like, blood just starts splurting yeah. out. It, like, splurts into his face. He gets, like, hit in the eye. Like, With- his glasses are now covered in blood. It's like, yeah, gross. Yeah. But as he is hammering into the foot, Robert starts to scream. So he starts letting out this, like, alien-like like wail. sound, like, Yeah. So all the other blue collars start sort so of... chasing Barry suddenly. They just stop and they immediately turn, disperse. And as they disperse to, to basically go towards where Robert is, they're grabbing hammers, sledgehammers, and they are now on their way to Derek. And one of them grabs like a tiny little hammer because he's the last one and there's nothing yeah, left. Yeah, it's just like, oh, 
Just got a little tiny. Yeah. It's like that little kid that like always wants to hang out with the big kids, but all they get is like a stick. Yeah. It's cute. Barry like, realizes that what they're doing, um, he runs out, picks up his radio off the ground and he calls Derek. Yep. Um, and yeah, what is it? He, he basically. Yeah. Like he just sort of like he grabs, so he picks up his gun, he picks up the radio. No, wait, he doesn't drop his radio. He only drops his gun because when he's running, so he's picked up his gun, he starts running, his his radio falls off his belt and he only kind of, he's like halfway up the hill, turns, realizes it's no, they, gone. No, 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 he, they, because he dropped the radio earlier. He's running up the hill. Yeah, he just yeah, picks up his gun and, he's then, like, and he's, he's like, gotta oh, go no, back. I don't have a radio. Because <laughs> he's got to go back and get back. it. <laughs> and he's just like, he looks so knackered. He's like, I'm so done. I just need to go to the pub and have a beer. But he also, like, he stands there for a very clear moment and he's like, okay, should do I need the radio? Should I just, uh, it's all the way over there. Uh, I'll go, go get it. So yeah, he, like, runs he's back. Grabs- he's like, oh. Yeah. He- and then it cuts back to Derek and Derek now uh, pulls the machete out of the blue shirt out of Robert's foot and yep. more blood splats up into his face and stuff. Right, and at this point, you're like, he kind of nearly falls off the cliff as well. Yeah, so it yeah. really showing that he's on the teetering on the edge of a cliff. And we get this really good sense that Derek is just—he's a bit of a dickhead. He is a—he's a bumbling. He's, he's a bumbling fool, really. But he's also sadistic. Oh, he's very sadistic. He's like yeah. a—he's like a cra- He's a tinfoil hat dude. The yeah. shit's gone real though. Like yeah. what he was thinking. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> they think like. And we get one of the we we the are iconic. about to get one of the most iconic things. And Dan, I feel that you get the best. Yeah. Of so, this. so then Barry um goes back, gets his radio, calls Derek, and he gets on the radio. Said like more of those blue blue shirt wankers are coming up. You got to get out of there, Derek. You got to run. And he goes. And then Derek, the class line. I can't do that. I'm a Derek, and Derek's don't run. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a Derek. Okay. <laughs> Which is really funny because we've got a friend named Derek. Yeah. Um, is he a runner? No, but like one of our whole things was that like whenever we had a party, we put on the invite no Derricks, <laughs> like so he couldn't go. <laughs> like everything was no Derricks. I love that. Um, so Derek, he he starts to take his precaution. He's like he's like, don't worry, I've got precautions. It's fine. He tightens his little Doctor Who scarf that he's wearing, um, and he starts fumbling around in his backpack. And this is the most awkward thing because clearly whatever is in his backpack is too big to be in his backpack. So he's just like shaking it and trying to pull it out, and he ends up pulling out a machine gun. Yeah, it's like a yeah, like an Uzi or no, it's yeah. not an Uzi. It's like an old school machine gun. Yeah, pretty much. And he goes running towards the blue collars and he basically slips on shit as he does it. But he, yeah, but he, like, recovers, him. he recovers well. He yeah. recovers well, yeah. But then and he, just, he, yeah. he just unloads a full clip into the forest for no reason. Oh yeah. Because he's just having heaps of fun. Like, there's no one there. But he also, like, he is so excited by this, he's clearly unloaded something else in his pants. That is true. <laughs> um, he just wanted to, and he runs out of ammo just as the blue shirts rock up. He's got no ammo because he's shot all the trees. That's right. So the battering ram blue collar comes stumbling out. Um, and Derek, he just turns around and just starts pretend shooting at the guy. And he's just like, eh, Yeah, and eh. the blue collar dudes are it's such like, an idiot. He what? thinks he's been shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, he goes, eh. Yeah, weird. He, he runs immediately, runs back to his backpack, and he's, like, trying to pull out another round. Um, but once he, like. But he gets some more. He gets he another does. ammo. Once he gets more ammo, he gets it in and he starts shooting. But he's he is shooting and he is still making the sounds as he but does But then it. because the guy wasn't shot before. Yeah. He thinks he's not getting shot. Yeah. So he just keeps walking into the bullets and then dies. It's, yeah. It's a really weird scene. <laughs> 
Um, at one point, he this is really cool as well. He shoots he him heaps. Sh- sh- yeah, he does. And then he, just to add insult to injury, he shoves the gun through the guy and uses him as a shield as the others come Right. Well, the guy kind of like, he shoots him so much, he falls onto Derek. And yeah. Then De- go, yeah, he kind of yeah. goes through so it. So this but- isn't Derek being smart. This is Derek just being right place, like right time. You know, he should have died, but he's just too dumb and yeah. kind of gets away with it. Yeah, and the gun um, goes through the guy, and then he starts shooting more blue, blue shirts through the guy that's on him. Yeah. Which so I this, thought was heaps funny. He's smart. He's smart. Yeah. Well, they did that in um, Dust Till Dawn, you remember, with the shotgun? Yes. Yeah. Um, so he pulls the gun from the corpse and sort of tips the gun upside down. All the blood comes uh, trickling out. Um, he goes to test for another couple of rounds just to make sure that it hasn't, like, flooded, I guess. Yep. Just, no, just clear, clear the barrel. <laughs> he has a little... And he laughs to himself. He goes... <laughs> all the time, like... It's fucking uh, Then cool. Derek finds... He finds another ammo clip in his backpack. Yep. But then, like, just as he's, like, about to kind of put it in, a blue shirt comes up, has a swipe at him and knocks... The clip out of his hand, and we see the clip go kind of go off towards yeah the off the cliff. It's gone down a little bit, and I really like this scene as well. This is, I think, this scene was very well choreographed because yeah. there is a couple of real good swipes, and even when he's fallen onto the ground, and another one of the blue collars with the sledgehammer goes to hammer him in the face, hits the fence, and the fence is literally what saves him. Yeah. But and there's a couple looks... of shots where they like, hit their hammers together. Yeah. It basically is just, it's kind of like a wacky kind of three stoogery kind of oh, like yeah. scene of like mishaps of like the blue shirts missing Derek with sledgehammers. Like yeah. what But it looks really good. Like I feel that because there's no I'm guessing there was no Oc Health and Safety on this shoot either. I'm thinking that there is a chance that someone could have gotten really hurt doing this. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they but yeah, did but they well. pulled it off very well. Anyway, um Derek uh Eventually, Derek kind of just falls off the cliff. Yep. Um, and he grabs onto the rope, which previously had Robert tied to it. Yes. And Robert has gone. The rope is just gnawed off. That Astro bastard is gone. Astro bastard. Astro bastard. Um, so Derek's now hanging off the cliff of the rope. There are two blue blue shirts above him with sledgehammers, mm-hmm. both of them. Yep. Um, Derek pulls the clip. He finally, he kind of like run. Uh, the clip is sitting there on the cliff. He kind of gets the clip. Yep. Takes him a while. Takes him a while, puts it into his gun, whacks it in with his head. <laughs> like he puts the clip in the gun and then uses, like, hits it, like, head butts the clip to like, click it all the way in. I thought yeah. that was funny. Yeah. Um, and then he starts. He just starts shooting again. So well, he first, starts. First, he, first, like, no, one of the blue shirts cuts the rope. Yeah. And he's there balancing and he grabs onto a little. He's bush. got a little piece of grass in his hand, basically. So he's just hanging off the cliff now by a bit of grass. Yep. And yeah, so he he drops one of them drops the hammer in the end. So and he starts firing, and then brains are going everywhere. And he um, starts shooting the guy's arm. Yeah, so he's shooting the guy's arm so much that he he, he loses his grip. Yeah, the guy that he's shooting the arm, he goes yeah. to like put his sledgehammer up in the air to make take a shot. And as he's doing that, Derek shoots his arm off. Yeah, which makes his arm, the sledgehammer go backwards and smash into the skull of the blue guy behind him. Yes. So we've got this gore, more brains. Oh, it's so much, so, so much. Many- there is so much brain and gore. So literal brain. This looks so cool. I'm yeah. pretty certain some animals were harmed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all lamb but- brains they just bought. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so now this guy, his arm has come off and the blood is splurting out everywhere. The arm is Does he still... walk off the cliff? Does he just 
fall off the cliff? I can't. Uh, no, remember. he just falls down dead. Now. Yeah, right. right. So he, the guy's arm gets shot off, just dies. Yes. And but then there's still left is the guy that has the sledgehammer in his head, which also still has the arm hanging off of it. This looks perfect perfection because he comes walking into the shot and all you can see walking into the shot first is, is, is the it's the yeah the handle of the sledgehammer with the severed arm attached and then him in the shot and you can see it's in his head <laughs> it's just still bloody still everywhere blood coming out of the arm which is now dripping onto Derek like <laughs> annoyingly <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so he's trying to kind of like while he's down there because Robert has like he's now kind of clearly escaped. Um, he's still kind of trying to survey the bottom of the cliff. Like, is he down there? I I don't know. But as he's doing that, there is a rustle in the bushes b- beside him, and he just starts shooting. So he starts shooting at it. Um, Robert then jumps out. So Robert was hiding somewhere. He was hiding in the bushes all along. Um, he jumps out, knocks the gun out of Derek's hand. They tussle. Of course, everyone's always tussling. And this is like teetering really on the side of like a New Zealand cliff. Like yeah. this is, ri- you know, slippery slopes down to a beach, rocked beach yeah, at the bottom. very yeah. rocky beach. And uh, Robert ends up Sparta kicking him off the cliff. Yeah, kicking Derek this off. This looks great as well because we get to see a, like an actual mannequin. It's not just like a, yeah, they've, a stuffed they've thing. they made like a, a rubbery yeah. kind of thing. It looks mannequin, realistic. Like, that looks like Peter Jackson or Derek. Yeah. But he's in this kind of funny pose. <laughs> like, so he, and it's like it, a mannequin that's like been, they've built it sitting on a chair. So he's like, looks like he's sitting on a chair. Yeah, but he's rolling down yeah. back. And there's mannequin, you just see this shot of this mannequin hilariously <laughs> falling down this cliff, hitting into rocks and shit on the way. The and it's like, but there's still a voiceover going, yeah. ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this dummy hit the ground and as it hits the rocks, yeah, blood doesn't splat up. Someone <laughs> just throws a bucket of blood in off camera from the right hand side. <laughs> it looks so fake, it's so good. <laughs> no, this made me this scene made me laugh so hard because again, this is like that kind of level of comedy, Pure comedy. that just makes me because it's it's ridiculously it knows how fake it violent. Looks. It. I'm guessing that this mannequin as well is, it's one of the mannequins that they use like a crash test dummy. Yeah, because it's kind of rubbery. And yeah. It, yeah. But it is still, it's just, oh, yeah. It's oh, my God, so I, laughed, I laughed so hard. And even now I'm laughing even harder. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so now. We, that, cu- we cut to Barry. Fucking happy, happy about that. Uh, Barry's running through the scrub. Uh, which Derek. isn't actually really scrub. It's actually really beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, because New Zealand, man. <laughs> That's it's, right. It's where Lord of the Rings is. That's exactly right. Um, and he sees, as he's running up, he sees Robert barreling towards him. So Robert is a blue shirt, just yeah. in case people forget. Yeah, I referred to him as Astro Bastard the whole way through the Oh, film. really? I did, because I, I didn't him... catch his name at any point. Yeah, but at the end, like, because Lord Crumb says his name so much, like, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's like, we think, okay, well, fuck, this was going to happen. Like, Barry, hope you got your gun. And he just, like, um, Robert just... He Jump. hurdles. He, he jumps over hurdles Barry. the shit out of and Barry. And it has that, like, $10 million man kind yeah, of sound just, going sh- over sh- it. Sh- yeah, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. And, yeah. And he just keeps running. Robert just keeps running. Just, yep. And, like, Barry's like, what the fuck? I think he tries to, like, unload a couple of rounds at him but just misses, misses him, him because yeah. he's going really fast. Um, so the blue car's rocked up. Yeah, cutting now back to the blue car, to yep. the collector. So he's rocked up. Um, he removes his tie. And he actually cuts something off of his... Um, Bread bag, 
Um, and he fashions he fashions a little clerical collar, a, a preacher collar, a fake yeah. preacher. So is this to say that he's just a scumbag like getting money off of yeah, people? Yeah, he's just here to collect money for himself, basically. Yeah. Um, so he's fashioned that, and he's walk he walks off um with his little bag in tow, and I'm like, what's your game, sir? You're you're here for things. So he's yeah. not really part of any of the group that these guys are part of. He's just there to collect money yeah. and be an absolute wanker. But they, our group, the boys know that he's on his way, though, because they saw yep. all the flyers. Yeah. Um, then we cut to Ozzy and Frank. They're still driving. Mm. They're, so a lot of the film, they're just getting to the place. Yeah, well, they've now, they're, they're fixing a road-closed nuclear contamination sign. Um, yeah, so they put up a fake sign block- so no one will come. <laughs> yeah, blocking off the road, and they're kind of like, um, do, do you think this will be right? It's like, yeah, no one will come through. It's fine. And they, once again, back in the car, driving off, heading into town. So, yeah, that's them. So, we're just saying, this is the reason why there's no one kind of come to, to this yeah. town. Yeah. Um, Barry calls on uh, calls on the walkie-talkie. He calls uh, De- uh, Frank and Ozzy and tells him that uh, Derek fell off a cliff. Yeah, it's, it's really hit the fan. Derek's dead. And then... And, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is so no, funny. No, the first bit is like, Ozzy goes, oh, who's going to look after his Avery now? Yeah. <laughs> like, Avery? <laughs> and he's like... Birds were the only thing that he could really relate to. And then it cuts to a shot of Derek dead on the rocks with a whole bunch of seagulls eating him. <laughs> and then, like, and like, with him saying, birds are the only thing he could relate. There's a lot of seagulls in this There's film. There's so many seagulls in this. So, um, who's going to look after his Avery's? <laughs> um, and, um, and then Barry goes, oh, this guy jumped over me. I'm going to go follow him and see where he was heading because it seemed like he was going somewhere. Yeah, and he kind of essentially just lets, like, uh, Frank and Ozzy, he's just like, stay where you are, don't come, just just wait for me to come and tell you because it could be really dangerous. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, yeah, cut to... It's like, like this is a kind of a montage thing of, of Barry running through the wilderness following Robert. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is some sh- big wide shots of New Zealand landscape with them kind of running through it to some music. It's kind yeah. of cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's very pretty. And then we cut to the collector. Yes, he's making his way in in town. He's he, We see a dog barking. It's literally the only thing alive in the town, clearly. Um, and, you know, turns in the other direction, goes to knock on the door. Um, there's already a bread sign on the door. Yep. So, oh. you know, okay. Like, he's grabbing that. He's doing things. And then... Um, he he's basically just doing his collecting rounds. Yeah. And he walks... Um, he's just sort of, like, walking around the town. Does he trip on something? I don't remember what he does. Dan, help me out here. Um, basically, he's just walking along. And then suddenly he comes along... He steps uh, on roadkill. He steps on a bit of roadkill, which yeah. is totally unnecessary. Like, okay. And then he comes... He sees the something's, like, like, you know, moving in the bushes. He yeah. goes over there and he sees... We see Robert... Thank you. Who is now um, Robert the Blue Shirt, who is now eating the first Blue Shirt because this is the bushes that Barry hid yes. the body in. He is now eating the brains out of the corpse of the first one, which had its head blown off with a spoon. He's literally spooning the brains out of his head. Yes, And thank it's, you. it's really good because he's like, and then like Robert sees this collector and he gets all flustered and he yeah. sticks the spoon into the <laughs> brain of, you know, like as, in, as you'd stick a spoon into a, a, a dessert. And like as he does that, all blood comes out of the like the the dummies. Yeah, it's just a dummy. It's just a this, mannequin. This does look amazing as well. Like it would have been so violent. What he has made for 1987. Like I mean, we know a lot of the films that had come around this time, but for what he has made, it's insane. For no budget. For no budget. This is why he like became such a good filmmaker. Yeah. Clearly, he's a good filmmaker. Yes. Through and through. 
Um, and he's not being cancelled. Peter Jackson's done nothing wrong, which is great. Never. He hasn't, has he? No. Good. No. About time. About it's... time someone had some good morals out there. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And out the blue shirt jumps up. Robert starts chasing the collector with a machete. Yep. That's, yeah. The collector, you know, he runs because he realises shit's up. Uh, he gets into his car. Oh, why not? Yeah. Keep going. Yep. So, yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> so he's running off now. He's like really running. Um, you've got Robert chasing him behind him. And I'm like, like he's kind of like, he's really running for it. But he's also going at this, like he's meandering. And I'm like, why do you look like you're drunk? And I've kind of remembered, oh, you've had a railway spike in your foot. Okay. That's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, Robert, yeah. Um. So the collector gets in his car. He well, he stops. He's he. Give him the finger. He does. He literally. He like. He gets like ahead of him. He stops. He turns around. And he just like flips him off. Yeah. The, and yeah. then starts running towards the car, but then slips, goes ass over tit, kind of just smacks his face in the ground, kind of gets up, runs back to his car, gets in the car. Car's not starting because car of course start. it's not going to start. Um. You know. And then he's like, oh no. And he sees Robert coming towards him out the window. And he's like, I'll just do up the window. And, of course, the window won't do up. Yep. It's like really, it's one of those old winders. It's like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and I, no, no, he's building suspense what, from a window not going up. Um, <laughs> Robert sticks his arm. He's got his arm in with there with machete. the machete. And he's and trying he, to, like, stab, but it won't work. Um, yeah, because the collector like, does get the window up and jams yeah. his hand into the window. Yeah, but he's because his hand is jammed, he's still kind of trying to manoeuvre it and like, eh, eh, trying to stab him. And of course, happening. the collector, um, he gets the car going and he yeah. looks at Robert and goes, bye-bye. <laughs> and then he drives off. But this is heaps funny, this yeah. joke. So he's driving off and like, you know, Robert's getting dragged along, but he's not going very fast at all. Robert's just kind of jogging next yeah, to him. Yeah, it's just a light jog. And it's he's like, fine. you can see him like pushing down on the accelerator, doing the choke, trying to get more, yeah. you know, like make the car go faster. And then he looks down and he's got the fucking handbrake on. <laughs> and I was like, ah. So he takes the handbrake off and, of course, the car speeds off. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, and, and it's great because he like um, Robert kind of like he, he you can out. see him and he's kind of jammed his hand out, but you can kind of see that the skin on his hand starting to come off a little bit as well, which is a nice little just a little uh, little taste of goodness. But uh, but yeah, so what's his name gets away. Yeah, then we cut to Frank and Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Um, Barry's called them um, to tell him that he's spotted something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry's mm-hmm. called him on the walkie-talkie to say, I've spotted this house or something. I think that where the monsters are going to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he sees, but then he sees the collector. So the collector's like, you know, pissed. He's like, he's kind of, he's he's driven. Yes. Seen the house, gotten out of the car, and the collector has run to this house for help. Yeah. Well, is he running for help or is he going to collect again? No, I no, can't he's, he's like running for help. It's a big so house on the hill. Barry uh, spies him running up, and but he also spies Robert kind of trailing behind. Yeah, so, he gets, so oh, he's like, "Oh, shit, might get real." The collector rings the doorbell on this big, mm. huge mansion, and this big fat guy in shorts, an apron, and a chef's hat answers the door. Basically, he's like big fat Aussie bearded, yeah, fat dude. Yeah, like, yeah. He's not a fat man. He's just got a big beer belly. Yeah. He's like a bloody New Zealander. Mm, yeah. Um, and the chef, like, basically, he answers, he's like... Yeah, he's got he, that big thing about him. And he pulls out a big wooden mallet. Yeah, cleaves him in the head. Clonks the direct uh, the collector on the head and he drags him inside the house. Texas Chainsaw Massacre style. It is exactly that. Like, 
door shuts. Yes. Barry sees all this happen mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, no. So he calls Ozzy and Frank. He goes, and this is how good is this line. There's trouble. He goes, we've got trouble. Ozzy looks up and goes, good one. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy is clearly. And they mentioned loosely somewhere in the film, I didn't write it down, that like, Ozzy has a split personality problem. Oh, I didn't it, pick up it, it on that. It never comes up ever again. It's just a loose comment. Because, yeah, pity about his split personality problem, eh? <laughs> I never picked up on that. So Ozzy is like, he, his problem is that he's just fully into guns. Yeah. Oh, he's he's very excited. He just wants to shoot stuff. Anyhow. Good one. Good one. So they start to get ready. And then they, we cut to the collector. He is wo- he wakes up and he is in a drum, like a 44-gallon drum. Yep. Filled with liquid and vegetables. And he has an apple wedged in his mouth. Yeah. So. It's not just wedged. It is sticky taped. Oh, sticky like tape. Like there is sticky tape around it and he is, he's sitting naked in a stew pot under a bare bulb. A bare what? Bare bulb. So it's like just one of those oh, yeah, lo- yeah. Like We're hanging kind of, lights. Yeah, it's kind of like a dark room and it's just yeah, like yeah. one bulb hanging lighting the room. Yeah, so uh, the chef and uh, Robert are there and they're kind of like staring at him. And, and then this other guy comes in, a new character who is Lord... He comes in, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. Who is Lord Crumb? He's an elderly gentleman. Yeah, he's a balding gentleman, mm-hmm. like an aristocratic looking gentleman. He's the only one who really has any lines of the bad guys. Yep. Uh, he and he like monologues and he's a t- says, you know, human flesh is a new taste sensation <laughs> sweeping the galaxy. We, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, he kind of like stands there and like lays out the, the, plot. the evil plot to to, to, to the, guys to the collector. He goes like, "We're gonna have like we're inviting you to dinner, and you're it." Yeah, you know, says all these cheesy lines like that. Yeah, it's like you know, all these people have come here from another planet. We're gonna harvest all the flesh, and you know, we're gonna treat them to a delicious dinner, and it's gonna be you. <laughs> then there's this like, so the Lord Crumb leaves. Yep. And then there's like, as the, as he leaves, like you know, the chef looks at. At the guy in the barrel, the collector, and gives him like, what's that sign called? Like the oh, the the like the, the throat, slit, the throat, the you know, slit, like where you go, <laughs> yeah. like, you're dead, yeah. and he does that. And then Robert, thinking, seeing the chef do that, thinking he'll do that, and he does that. But he does copy, it with a knife. But he does it with a knife and cuts his own throat. <laughs> and then um, and then the guy, the the collector, laughs at yeah. that. But then blood splats out of Robert's neck and straight into the collector's face, <laughs> almost like going, "You're a dickhead, man." That's doesn't kill right. Robert or anything. No. No, He's no, fine. No. Um, there's actually a really nice little scene just before the Lord Crumb leaves where Robert comes up and he like, you know, he shines the apple that's in his mouth. He kind of, he's like, just all these, just these, it's it's the very little details that really get me as well. Oh, and that's speaking of details, we cut now back to Derek's corpse on the beach on the rocks. And we see he's like blood, you know, there's blood everywhere. And he's like, there's all the seagulls are still on him and eating. Yeah. And we see his face and he wakes up. He's yeah. not dead. Oh. And he just sits up and for some reason headbutts one of the seagulls. Like there's a seagull on him and he swoops up, headbutts the seagull and kills it. <laughs> just the way he headbutts this little taxidermied seagull. It's fucking gold. Um, and then he looks down to where he was laying and he sees that he had landed on a whole bunch of seagulls. He's crushed a bunch it's, of seagulls. And they're like the most fake looking seagulls. They have like blood coming out of their mouth. Yeah, they, they so look he, amazing. his fall was broken by a bunch of seagulls. This makes Derek laugh a bit. Yeah. He has a little laugh. But then, because he's laughing, this is hard to explain. Basically, he's, the back of his head has split open. Yes. 
So uh, into like a, a hinge flap, like yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. it flaps open like a triangle hinge. Yeah. Um, if you could imagine his skull, like a, a skull hinge mm-hmm. or something, yeah. basically showing his brain has come and that and that opens up and that obviously you know your brain being exposed. Um, makes him fall back down and have a seizure. Yeah, so he convulses a little bit and he's like, he closes the, the bit up. Yeah, he kind but of... But then like, he, as he's closed it up and he's holding it, he kind of notices he looks this back small down. part of his brain is just sitting on the rock. And he's like... <gasps> and he kind of just like... Picks it up, picks which is a real up, bit of brain. Opens up the back of this little skull and kind of just shoves it back in. And mushes it and back. Mushes it, <laughs> and just kind of starts walking off. But because part of his brain's loose, he's kind of just like, oh, stumbling about. Yeah, so he's gone crazy. He's starting to go even crazier because he's just mushing his brain yeah, back he's in. he's a little This bit- is disgusting, hey? This is gross. Like it's great. the actual, like, the, the brain, the, the, the skull hinge, we yeah. can kind of call it. It's hard to explain, but like, it's like a, like a skull flap. Like, yep. it's just being held on by skin and it opens up. Yeah. He's, he's just pushed, mushed it close and mushed the brain back yeah. into his brain. So good. And this is, like, where you can see, like, the brain dead kind of stuff coming out of it. He's yeah. full, like, detail for gore and hilarious gore vibes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Then we cut back to uh, the boys, basically. Barry, Frank, and Ozzy are now together. Yep. They're hatching a plan. They're at the house and they're looking into it. They're scoping out the house. They've got binoculars and stuff. They're looking at it. And then they, they, their plan is, basically their plan is they decide to go into the house at midnight yep. and get back the collector. So yep. their, their goal is to get that guy out of the house and yep. to deal with whoever's in there. Because that's when they're, they're all asleep and that's when they shall do it. Yeah. Why not? Then we cut back to Derek and he's like stumble walking through the streets and uh, stuff. And then um, we see that he has a car that is hidden in some bushes. Yeah. Uh, which is a new car. We haven't seen this car. It's also blue. Yes. There's only blue cars in this film. Um, he opens the door. He pulls out a big top hat. Because that's what you keep in your car. And he puts that on his head to hold his, his basically his head together so his flap doesn't open again. And then he passes out. He just out. immediately passes out. Because like you would from the trauma. And yeah. So now Derek is on the ground, passed out with a top hat on. Having a bit of a sleep, sure. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to Barry. We'll cut back to the boys. The boys, and again, it's now that that time of the night. They're they're about to head in. They they're um, suiting up. Yep, they're weaponing up. Yep, because do you know why? It's open season on ET. Yeah, <laughs> right. We're going to get in quietly. We're going to get out quietly. So yeah, they get like machine guns. Um, they put like balaclavas on. Yeah, the, once they put the balaclavas on, this made it so much harder for me to concentrate. So they, they start loading up on weapons. Uh, Ozzy goes for a box, a, a big wooden box bigger, in the boot, yeah, like an, and um, big... Barry says, no go. Yeah, you go. And so I'm like, a... but I want to know what's in the box. Yeah. So what's in the box? Ozzy's upset that he can't get to use whatever's in this box. It's yep. not needed yet. Um, and Barry just, for some reason, also changes his pants in this scene. Yeah. Because remember, he got blood on them earlier. Right. But there's a full shot of him just in his tidy whitey's like... And they're having a conversation while they're changing. And he's like, so um, Frank, who's the leader of the group, he um, he's just going on about their organisation. Like, we can only use violence when it's a, a direct threat to planet Earth. And then um, and then Barry <laughs> looks over the car and goes, and the moon? He's just so offended by, like, the fact that he didn't include yeah, the moon. But then, uh, uh, but then Frank's like, yeah, and, and the, the moon. moon. <laughs> 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 and the moon? Yeah, and the moon. <laughs> so good. 
And then um, like, yeah, hard cut, and now it's nighttime. Yeah. So they've gotten ready. They, they've got their – they're all in balaclavas with machine guns and bulletproof vests. They're basically turning into a SWAT team. Yeah. They're, they're in little three-man They're in government team. organization. They are, yes. Um, so they're in the house. Um, Robert heads into a room and we get uh, this very – he sort of goes into this just bedroom kind yeah. of thing at the house and he, we get this very quick glimpse of an alien, like, hand – Sort of reaching out towards him. Which is Lord Crumb. Yeah. Then we get this shadow. A silhouette. A silhouette on the wall. Um, and it's these crunching sounds kind of indicating that there is a transformation. Yeah, we can see happen. Lord Crumb ha- is transforming. He was an alien and he's mutating now back to being a human. Yeah. And then he comes out and he's, you know, human. So. Yeah, so he comes out and he's, again, so he comes out and he starts addressing all the blue collars who have all gathered at the, the foot of the stairs to, to listen to him speak. And he's basically like, you know, we're, we're going to leave tomorrow, you know, stay in human form yeah, until then. Do not transform. We are not going to take any chances. Um, that's it, you and, know. And then we cut to the boys. They're sneaking inside the, the mansion. Yep. They've synchronized their watches too. Which yeah, they synchronize their watches. You, no, you have to. No reason. If you're in a SWAT team, you're going in, you synchronize your watches. watches, mate. Remember in um, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, it was like synchronized swatches. <laughs> um, oh, anyhow, where the uh, the boys, so they, they go into a room and they come into a room and there's a giant. Uh, in the corner of the room is a whole bunch of cardboard boxes stacked up and they've got blood coming out of them. And then there's a quick cut to like Lord Crumb going, Isn't it amazing how you can fit a whole town? Uh, cut up into a, a, a bunch of cardboard boxes if you trim the fat off. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, no. And at the same time, like, Barry, for some reason, goes, oh, it's, like there's blood all over the floor in this room. He gets a mop out and starts cleaning. Well, it's so goes, dirty. It's a doc health and safety issue. Yeah, you and know? he like, just starts mopping up the blood for some reason, <laughs> which is amazing. I thought that was hilarious. So he just can't handle stuff being – and it's, it suits his character because earlier he didn't like his pants being dirty. Yeah. So he starts mopping up the blood, cleaning the room for no reason. As that happens, um, uh, one of the the blue collar guys he he heads into the room. Yeah. And they start they like, start fighting. Yeah. So there's a blue shirt guy in the room. Um, basically, they kind of kick. He's got a bowl in his hand. Yeah. He's got a clear a glass bowl. They kind of like knock it out of his hand and catch it for some reason. They don't want to smash it because they're trying not to make. Well, noise. yeah, they've got to be quiet. They um. They kind of get him onto all fours. And Ozzy grabs him, twists his head around, twi- and sub-zeroes his head off with yep. the spine. And this looks great as well. So it you got him- does. It looks so good. He just rips his head off with the spinal cord still attached. And it's just blood splattering everywhere. And Barry just turns around and he's like, Oi, I just cleaned that spot. Yeah, yeah. No, he goes- <laughs> And he just starts mopping again. Yeah, that's what's hilarious. He's just like... no. If I- so they've just killed this guy and obviously yeah. you know, blood splitting out in the area. And just as they're in the action scene, Barry comes in and goes, oh, just clean that bit. <laughs> just <starts laughs> like, you know. um, and then, And then, like, yeah, uh, Frank's like, get, get rid of the head. And, and he it, just punts it out the window. No, but he, like, first he slams it onto the ground, yeah. rips the spinal cord off and drop punts it out the window. And then it shows a picture of Ozzy. He goes, the, the old magic's still there. <laughs> <laughs> like it's in his footy days. <laughs> the old magic's still there. Uh, so at this point, Frank, uh, he's, he's grabbed the blue shirt um, and he's just going to he's gonna head on into the lion's den. He's going to suit up. He's grabbed the blue shirt's blue shirt and he's yep. disguised himself as a blue shirt. Yep. 
and he's gonna go. He's gone into the meeting to get a. I don't know why he needed to go in there. I but he is like, know. and then like Ozzy's giving him the bowl. Mm-hmm. He goes, "This guy had this bowl. He was taking it in there. So you know, you should take it in as well. So you look like you're the guy coming in." Yep. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. So he walks out and the leader is talking, but he's like, you know, he's doing that sort of that company-wide speech, like, I'm proud of you. The company is, you are a valuable member of this company. That yeah, kind of the, speech. Yeah, to all the blue shit. Um, about his plans for harvesting all humans for the intergalactic food, fa- food intergalactic fast food joints um, yep. uh, and all that kind of stuff. Taste sensation. Um. Anyhow, they um as they're doing that though, as he's having this speech, like they they pick up Robert. Yeah, they pick up Robert. And they so the other blueshirts pick him up. They walk him over to the bowl, which uh, uh Frank is holding. Yes, and Robert immediately starts spewing out this like vomiting. This like uh, I'm gonna say, what color is it? Aqua. Yeah, I'm gonna say aqua, like this pastel blue kind of uh, vomit with chunk, vomit with carrot bits in it and stuff. And it's just yeah. goes for ages. It's yeah. So, blah, 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 This looks really good because, I mean, it is very clearly a puppet. So it's a puppet of Peter Jackson's face, but it does look really good. Yeah. Like if you're not really paying attention, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like this is done really well. Well, What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It fills up the entire bowl bowl. that uh, Frank's holding. And we're talking like a punch bowl, not like a cereal bowl. Yeah. It's a massive bowl. Yeah. It's a huge bowl. And it's, and it's, it's glass so we can see what's in it, which yeah. makes it gross. Um, they ha- He hands it to the leader. To Lord Crumb. And he starts drinking and out of it. And he goes, ooh, a fine bouquet, Robert. <laughs> and uh, he goes, dinner is served. And yep. so this is what they eat. They eat humans and vomit them up? What's, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. They start passing passing it around. Now, first Lord Crumb drinks a bit and he looks at the crowd and goes, aren't I lucky? I got a chunky bit. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, they start passing it around. Frank, obviously, he's... he's Doesn't want to drink it. No, he's just kind of minute, like, walking and sort of, like, you know, t- towards the back of the line. Yeah, he's, like, trying to, he's like yeah, trying to keep walking down so he doesn't have to drink it. Like getting, And then all of a sudden, it's the, he's at the end of the line and but the bowl gets, gets to him, him. And everyone looks at him. And he he drinks it. He, drinks he goes a for a drink and he's like, oh, oh it's pretty it nice. tastes and pretty good. But the whole time, I like that you can see Ozzy looking like, through the door. <laughs> laughing at the fact that he has to drink this vomit and you can see him like looking at him with his smiley face going oh, look what he has to do this bastard and then um and then he gets and then frank goes back for seconds frank goes back for seconds which is hilarious but then frank um puts the bowl down it's finished and he goes back into to the boys yeah and then there's a, this is a, so this is one of those scenes where it was a sample. I've heard this. Like this was in a, a band, mm-hmm. um, an Adelaide band. Uh, you know when you hear we've talked about this before. When you hear the sample of a of a, a thing and how weird it sounds out of yeah. context and not in the CD, and that bit where he's like, "Christ, you never believe what I just had to do." And Ozzy goes, um, "Did you have to drink some chuck?" <laughs> <laughs> like, Christ, you had to chat. He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> so that was a sample from a band that I used to listen to. So I thought oh, it was hilarious. Oh, that's glorious. Um, so it basically once this happens, like everyone in the house says goodnight. Like you get this like exterior shot of the house and all of and the Lord lights. And Lord saying goodnight, goodnight, yeah. Robert. He's just like going into everyone's rooms going goodnight, goodnight. And they're just goodnight. saying like funny names like goodnight, yeah. Nathaniel. <laughs> like they've all got this name. Goodnight, Steve. And all the lights are switching off. Anyhow, the boys, um, it cuts to the collector downstairs. Yep. They rescue. They now re- they're the boys for a come way in out. and rescue him, and now it's morning. Yeah, what the fuck? So they're they're looking for a way out, but now it's daytime. 
And that I was so confused by this because I'm like, okay, we've been there all night. Well, they started at midnight and obviously that just yeah. went for like eight hours. <laughs> sure. It's it really, doesn't matter. It's morning it, no, now. It's, it's probably fine. because they just had to film in the... I didn't want to film at night anymore. Yeah, that's fair. So uh, we get this uh, shot. We've got... It is morning time. Uh, the blue collars are sort of walking the perimeter of now the, they have the guns. house. And they've got guns. Because I'm sure they do. Yeah, so now we're going... So this is basically now just turns into... Have you ever seen Commando? Like the Arnold Schwarzenegger film where he... I want to say yes, but it's... He storms like a mansion at the end with yeah. a whole bunch of dudes with guns and they have a firefight on the... the on the gardens over. And this is exactly that. The whole yeah. end of this film is Commando. Like, I want to say that I've seen Commando, but who fucking knows? Oh, man. It sounds very familiar. But they're looking at... The, so they're looking for a way out of the house and they're opening doors randomly. And they open this one door and there's just these random two blue-collar guys and they're wearing, like, weird sunglasses. They're playing, like, patty cake. You know, the... Yeah, they're kind of just looking... Doing the hand mm. game that all the kids played in school. One's wearing 3D glasses. Yeah, sure. No reason. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so the, but and the boys are like, and then kind of, so they go downstairs and uh, a blue that yeah kind of like, they get stuck on the stairs because a blue collar guy comes through. And he doesn't hide, see them. No, they hide into the shadows. So they yeah. all duck because they're you know they're SWAT dudes, they're, yeah, you know, ninjas. But he doesn't see them, but he hears something and he pulls out a gun, and then basically then yeah, they just, then they, they shoot start him. shooting up the place. Um, now it's, it, they split up. Now it's just turned into a massive firefight. Yeah. So imagine now it's just turned into like, you know, music started and dudes just start pouring in with machine guns yeah. and stuff. Uh, more blue shirts come in to attack. The boys like fire machine guns. You know, it's, <laughs> there's squibs going everywhere. There's shooting happening everywhere. Um, they, he, and then because it's so dangerous, they move the collector upstairs. Yep. To get him away from, like, you know, the yeah, action. Yeah, so Barry that- takes him upstairs. Um, we see that the they go into a room. And this is this is good as well because he, the, one of the blue-collar guys is in there and he's, like, drinking a, a glass beer? of something. And Barry turns around, shoots him in no, the head. Ozzy shoots him in the head. Sorry. Ozzy. Ozzy, uh, Ozzy took the collector upstairs. Once they're in their little spot. I don't know who the fuck uh, I did. Uh, yeah, Ozzy shoot, and yeah, we get this really great yeah. shot of so like shoots him in the head, falls down, and the blood starts pouring out of the wound and fills up the glass. Yeah, but also the the headshot was really good as well because yeah. the head the squib is on the back and it splats all over the wall. It looks really good. Yeah, like, this, is um, so this is a weird circle that it doesn't do. Yeah, Did you notice like they just yeah. Um, you can sort of see the the leader. Oh, he's now sort of lurking fire. in the the background. He's He's obviously trying to suss out how he's going to get out of this or what the next plan is going to yeah. be. And then we do a hard cut um, and we're back with Derek. Derek's still on the ground in front of the car. He wakes up, is immediately shit on by a bird. <laughs> so he goes shits on him in the, in the mouth. Uh, no reason. <laughs> no, that's uh, fine. He gets up and he gets into the car and we reveals this car, oh, which is car. a 1967 Ford um, Angela. Yep. Angelia van um, yep. with a wheelchair conversion. Yes. So if you, the weird thing about this car is the wheelchair conversion, if you're not using it in a wheelchair, you actually stand in it and drive. It's hard to explain. Interesting. Did you remember he was standing yeah. at the back? So basically what these wheelchair, like you stand in this car, like you don't see it. You stand in the back of the car. There is a front bit to it, but that's for the passengers. So you stand in the back. Right. And it has an extra... Uh, windscreen for you to look out and you stand and drive 
and they don't have any passengers in this car. All they have, though, is cardboard cutouts of the Beatles. Yeah, that one threw me. I'm like, sure. What the fuck's yep. going on? This okay. is a totally just, I'm pretty sure this is just a New Zealand car. Like, no one knows this car. I yeah. look this car up and there's like, the only reference to it is this film. Really? Yeah, that I could find. Interesting, interesting, so interesting. So, if you can imagine, it's this ridiculous car. Obviously, yeah. one of them must have owned it or someone yeah. owned it and they just used it in the film because it is an oddity. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God, it's a weird car. Anyhow, and of course, Derek could drive that car. Yeah, only Derek would drive that car. So we're back to the house. It's shootouts happening. It's just everyone shooting everything. But Derek's on the way to the yeah, mansion. Yeah, but he's he's heading. He's making his way downtown. It's fine. Yeah. Um, the leader at one point we see him. He's he's now grabbing a gun. Back to more shooting out. So there's. But now it's all, it's, all, it's moved into the front garden now, yeah. kind of thing. So we have, we have like. We have Barry and Frank in the front gardens in a firefight, and then we have Ozzy and the collector are still inside of the house upstairs. Yep. Um, yeah. Basically, that's it. That's, that's it. what's happening at the moment. Someone shoots at Frank. He I, got- this is good. So yeah. someone starts shooting at Frank, but we don't know from where, and we're like, where is this shooting coming from? And so, he yeah, it's just Leon get a scene where he keeps like dive rolling out the way of this like gunfight, and he keeps looking around. There's no yeah. one around. There's no one around. So he starts just opening fire. Like, I think there's, it's like... There's a, a big tree. He, see, he sees, like, the bullets come out of a tree. So yeah. someone hiding the tree. So he makes... And it's not a lot of shots either. It's, like, one or two shots towards the tree. And then immediately, very sort of slowly, four or five and blue eight, collars... Eight guys fall out of the tree. Just start falling out so he dead. shot eight dudes with two bullets. Yeah. <laughs> like, why not? I am on board with this. Yeah. Everything about this. Which is a joke. It's great. Uh, then we um, cut to Ozzy and he's leading the collector along like the outside upstairs balcony of the house because it's a big house. It has like gangways. It's ga- a, yeah. It gangways because it's the upstairs. It's it's the, the top story balcony, but the balconies lead off into like the forest as well. It's built on the side of a hill kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a confusing house. It's a nice house. It's definitely haunted. Um, yeah. Ozzy comes and uh, then he has to fight something. The chef is The there. chef comes. That's that's not who you want to fight. Uh, the chef knocks Ozzy's gun out of his hand and his knife out of his hand. So now Ozzy doesn't have any weapons. The chef starts swiping at Ozzy and he's like jumping back with them, you know, swiping at him with the machete. They start to fist fight. There's some fisty cuffs. So we yep. get this like kind of shit happening. Um, we get another blue shirt comes up from behind Ozzy and grabs him. Like, and then um, the chef, you know, Kate... T- Goes to take a big, like, swipe at Ozzy with his killing blows machete, but Ozzy flips his feet up and flips backwards, and the, the chef accidentally cuts, like, disembowels, like, the fucking... Disembowels. The, disembowels the blue shirt that was previously holding Ozzy, and, he's, you know, his gizzards fall out on yeah. the ground. And kicks uh, him, he kicks him off the balcony. Kicks him off the balcony. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the, But, yeah, the chef lunges at Ozzy. And he kind of ducks down and flips the guy over. And this is hilarious. This dummy just gets thrown yeah. off the back. And it hits the ground so hard. It's just like this weighted Thunk. big fat like meat bag. goes <laughs> onto the ground. I'm like, that's great. Like the, the dummies in this movie really have some oomph to them. Like, yeah. Yeah. They spared no expense, clearly. Yeah. And, they, and they, they're just so comical. Like the how... He just knows what's funny. Like yeah. the idea of like that looks stupid. He does, and that's what I love so much about this film. Yeah, the comic like, everything has a comedy aspect to it. Like how the dummies fall, how it's delivered, 
every line how it's delivered, everything that happens. Like, there's like people stepping in dog shit. There's yeah. birds shitting in people's faces. Like, yeah, because everything I want it to be. Um, so Derek rocks up at the house, and as he rocks up, you can hear just gunfire. Um, he's shot at, and he starts to do that. And no, no, like- a wayward bullet just shoots his top hat off. <laughs> And, of course, we see his skull flap in the, right, the back yeah. of his head and he falls on the ground and starts having one of his, his seizures. That's and right. And when it opens up, it's like... Yeah, because he was doing that, that, that standard, you know, in the cow, in the westerns and they, like, dance and they shoot at the feet and they do the dance like yeah, yeah. To, to avoid the bullets. <laughs> um, um, oh, man. So one of the blue shirts has got... Um, the, the collector. The collector captive. Um, Ozzy immediately just turns around and shoots him in the head. Um, and, but as he turns, he is being held at gunpoint by another blue shirt. Blue shirt, because there's so much gunpoint, it's just immediately all this gunpoint. Um, but thank God for Frank, he's bam shoots him. Yep, from yeah, at, from down below. Yeah, yep, he so, saves the day. Thanks. So Frank. there, I you got to admit that's some good. That's some good editing and storytelling. Like, you know, the, yeah. he knows exactly where everything's happening, Peter Jackson, at all times in this film. There's some complicated scenes happening. See, he knew. I didn't. I lost it. Yeah, I'm like, well, something's then we, happening. Then we cut back to Derek. Yep. Derek's still having the seizure on the ground, but he's still managed somehow to pull his belt off of his trousers. Yep. His strides. And he's, um, he's wrapped the belt around his head so his skull flap doesn't open again. <laughs> I had a belt around my head, which was and the style at the time. And he looks up to see if any brain's fallen out. And he looks around, he can't see any, but then he looks and suddenly under his shoe, he finds that he has trodden on a bit of his brain, yep. crushing it, making it unusable to put back in his head. Yep. He picks it up, it's a little dirt and rocks it and it's mushed out. Yeah. gross. So now he's missing some brain. So he's going crazier and crazier. Yeah. So he's getting simplified, simplified, simplified. That's right. Cut, um, back, cut back to the boys. The boys. They're all together now? Yep. Or whoever, yep. Yeah, they're, they're sort of together now. They're trying to make their escape and they're trying to decide, like, okay, well, which way are we going to go? Are we going to go that way, that way, or that way? Um, Someone starts shooting at them. Yep. And they look around and the shot, if you can imagine it, there is just a field it's of nothing. nothing. And in the one shot right in the middle is just a tiny barrel. Just a, a barrel. Like a 45-gallon drum. And this is yeah. like, well, it's obvious where they're hiding. Yeah. So they just unload all of their guns into this one barrel. And then just one dude just falls out dead Yeah, and I it. like that as well because it's like, bam, 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 bam. Pause for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, just another little joke they just wanted to, they just wanted to put in there. Like, That's right. And I'm okay with it. Uh, we come back to Derek. He's still on his way and he's as he's driving. Um, so as he's driving, there is a, a blue collar that is there and he where kind of... Where is he going now? Because he was at the house. Yeah, I, I think he's going back to where... I don't know. Derek I don't think Derek, Derek knows what he's doing. Oh, I know what he's doing. He's going to get more weapons. That's right. Or something. He's doing a thing. Yeah, he's going, he's going to get... He's going, he's going to find the car to get some weapons. Right. Uh, so yeah, he's driving along and he sees a blue shirt on the inside in the road and he's like, <laughs> and he runs him over. Um, and are you explain this? It's a really cool one. This looks really cool. Um, so he, he kind of hits the guy, but the guy immediately. Like it's a dummy standing there at yeah. first, but in, the instant he hits, it kind of splits in two and exactly. turns into, I think this is an amputee. Yes. He, yeah, they I, used him in Brain Dead as well. Yeah, so he kind of he's already kind of situated on the cast. So it's this very sort of 
blink and you miss it moment where he goes like flying off and he's, you know, it's like the kid from so that commercial is, an, is like. This is an amputee. He doesn't yeah. have the whole lower half of his body. He That's is, right. I don't think he doesn't have any groin. He doesn't have any hips. He is actually. That's he is a much, torso. He is a torso yeah. in real life. And they and used him in, a, I think he gets lots of horror zombie movie roles yeah, where I'd he's like the, so. the top torso. Yeah. You know, and his his head goes this way, and his legs go that way. Yeah, like yeah. But but like, there's like an intestine as well. Oh, there like- is so much blood for this. So like, the intestines are everywhere. There's like blood everywhere, and then he's just like. Um, just sort of laying there on the ground, like yeah, so kind of like scoop up his innards. Derek, um, I think he does the windscreen wipers yeah. to get the blood off the car. <laughs> he gets out of the car because this is where he wanted to go. Yeah. He gets out of the car and you can see this guy, he's on the ground, he's in half, he's just playing with his, um, just playing with yeah. his intestines. Um, and then we see, what, what happens next? He runs him over the bullshit. He gets ripped in half. Then Derek runs over to the the Ford. What is it called? The um. Yeah. The uh the, the Ford Mustang. He opens the car. That's right. And, Sorry. And it, he gets out of the car a chainsaw. Yeah. So he. I apologize. I got lost on this. He st- Yeah. He punches a, a key code. Um, which opens a box, and this he is not starts. The, this is not the box that Aussie light from before. No. It's a different one. No, and he starts absolutely drooling, literally drooling over this magnificent giant chainsaw which that he pulls like, out of the which car. This is in like a velvet, you know, box, like a yeah. like velvet lined box. So this is the this is his. It's like this is the equivalent to a sex toy that he's just got floating around. So now I'm, I was like, yes. Chainsaw. <laughs> chainsaw. Yeah, you have to bring a chainsaw in it. So he comes, um, so while the, the blue collar, he's there, he's trying to figure out what he's doing. Derek's walking over and he just starts like lobbing pine No, the best thing him. is Derek walks past the guys in half and just kicks him over. <laughs> like so rudely, like just kicks him. And then the guy's on the ground in half and he, yeah, he grabs a pine cone. Just starts throwing. He ditches a pine cone <laughs> at Derek, hits him in the face. But then he like then Derek kicks him over, and then yeah. he grabs another pine cone and just lobs it backwards and still hits Derek <laughs> in the head because Derek's not even interested in him. He's no, like, he's ah, he's fuck. done. Like what am I, what am I going to do? So he do hits with him you? in the face twice with a pine cone. <laughs> pine cone. <laughs> pine then we cut back to the boys. Yeah. Um, more shootings happening. Still shooting out. They've run for cover. Um, Lord Crumb is now part of the shooting. Yeah, he's he's come out. You know shit's serious because he's now out and ready to fire guns. It's fine. Um, you know, they're, they're asking, where's Barry? Where's Barry gone? Um, so the leader goes to shoot from the bushes again. Like, he's obviously hidden in the bushes and he goes to shoot, but the gun is empty. Yeah. Shit. Um, he is immediately fired upon. Um, but don't worry. You got this leader because um, there are more blue collars on the way. Like, heaps more on the way. They'll yeah. come, like, you know, they'll come, like, running in um, and then, you know, Barry just, he kind of takes them all out. But then, like, Lord Crumb does get some ammo and Frank and Lord Crumb shoot at each other for a bit. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I like that Barry's just come out because all these guys come running and Barry's just like, pew, 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 like a motherfucking boss. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Frank runs around the corner of the house. He dives onto the ground, turns around with his machine gun and has, like, all the um, the blue shirts have just been called in. Yeah. Come around the corner. He just shoots them all one by one as they come around the corner and they're just all dead. Like, yeah. It's great. Fine. He's done it. Um, At one point as well, I think Barry machete someone in the head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Frank picks up a machete and rams it into the blue shirt's face. Right. It's just just random acts of violence at this stage. You know, there's no reason for a lot of it. No, there's no reason, but I'm not going to argue it. 
Um, blue sh- Robert rocks up now and he's got a yep. gun. Yes. Blue shirt Robert. He comes out shooting and Barry throws a knife. Yeah, oh, it's like a machete, really. Yeah, and it's so good. And it's not Barry, it's Frank. Frank putting on the ground from before. Frank Frank is the only one who can do anything. Yeah. Frank uh, throws a knife at Robert and and the knife goes into his neck and pins him to uh, one of the the pillars, the posts of the balcony. Yeah. And this is a direct thing from Commando as well. Yeah, okay. I know, like, that's what Arnie does to, um, remember in Predator, he's... Yeah, and yep. stick around. <laughs> so, um, oh, so good. Yeah, so he sticks him in the neck. Um, but then, like Robert, kind of like as he's like pinned to this thing by his neck, he's he fires his gun off accidentally, which hits Lord Crumb. Yeah, which forces Lord Crumb to go into his transformation into alien mode. So yep. we see this like eyes popping out, kind of like this looks good too. Because yeah. I like I like anything where the eyes start to bulge and kind of like pop out like awkwardly. It's just gross and amazing. And because Lord Crumb's transforming, this causes all remaining blue shirts to transform as yep. well, which is only about six or seven of them. We yep. don't know, like I know. Who knows? So now that everyone is has transformed into these aliens, which are like, they've got giant rubbery heads. They kind of look like pigmen or something. They do. It, they've got alien heads. They have alien butts coming they out. They do. Like I like the little alien butts. Their butts burst out of their pants. So they're all in like, still in jeans and shirts. <laughs> they all like hunch answers. over and walk. Yeah. They're, they're still, kind of, it's very like ape-like the way they're kind of walking around as well. Um, so yeah. So now that everyone's in alien form, there's like. So some, now that, and all the boys have now met up. Yeah. They're all together. And they're like, they basically just bail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they all kind of bail out and because the leader is just sort of, he's just going to go to the ship and he's going to fuck off. Like, yeah. He knows when he's beat even though, But the, you know. the boys run, but then the leader's like, says to the blue shirt, you three, go after them. Yeah. And so the boys run and they run to the muscle car. Yes. Uh, and they're running to the muscle car and they have three aliens following yep. them through. Now, they, they, so the boys are getting chased through the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the boys then get into the muscle car and yes. they speed off. Yep. Um, one aliens of the, start you shooting. Know, one of the aliens starts shooting at the car. Uh, then Ozzy like leans out. The he wi- just fucking nails the yeah, dude. Yeah, Ozzy as well. leans out the window and shoots one of the aliens. Um, but then the car just conks out. Yeah, it does. It just starts smoking, conks out, and I think is it Oz that just turns Ozzie around. Goes, yeah, you should have bought a Holden. <laughs> You should have bought a Holden, Frank. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> that old hot, uh, Australian Holden Ford rivalry oh, in the They bail on the car and they start to head into the bushes. Um, Ozzy immediately sort of takes off his gear and he kind of like, you know, he's he's revealed he's wearing a, like a red wife beater singlet. Um, and he basically he, turns into Bruce Willis. He Yeah, he does. And he's just, and he heads off back to the car. No, no. Uh, yeah, so basically everyone... Everyone, the collector, Frank and Barry, they keep bailing with the collector to keep him safe. Yep. And then Ozzy decides to go back yep. and fuck the aliens over. He yep. can't handle leaving them. No. So, so he's he ru- going back to the car. So that yeah. means he's going. He has full access to his wooden box that he he's wasn't allowed. He's going back to the box. What's in the box? Um, so the aliens, are they starting to get close. Um, he's sneaking around. It's... it's the, so the aliens at this point, like, they get into the car and they, they're, like, trying to pretend to drive the car. Like, roop, 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 roop. like when a kid gets in the car and is, like, playing with the steering wheel. But we, we haven't said, like, Ozzy is... So yeah, then Ozzy goes to the boot of the car yes. while they're still in it. Yeah, yeah. He's being very secret. They turn on some, like... They turn Australian, on the radio. Australian you get rock the, yeah. blares. 
Um, and and then he's all- loading up a fucking rocket launcher. Yeah, or bazooka, I called it. Yeah. Rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah. so Aussie now, in the inside of the wooden box, what he wanted was a bazooka. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's no, a rocket launcher. The ones where you, you put the rocket in yep. the front. You know, mm-hmm. those old school, like, fucking yeah. you know, Vietnam style ones. It looks good. Um, and then Aussie, like, you know, gets a bit of, like, distance between him and the car. He turns around and he fires the rocket launcher into the car with the two aliens in yep. it and blows it up. And this is a real explosion. Yeah. This is where the, that, that New Zealand, like, film corporation money's coming in now. <laughs> That's right. We had to dub over the sound of it, but it's fine. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. yeah. We yeah, had no explosion sound, but yeah. But as this has exploded, like, Frank immediately kind of stops and he's just like, just weeps because it's his car and he knows what's happened. He's in the car. So they, Frank decides he's heading back to the car as well for some reason. Well, Frank decides, hang on, I'm going to go help Ozzy. Yeah. So he tells Barry to take the collector to safety. So now Barry and the collector are basically out of the film. Yeah, and they kind of like just stop for a second and um, the collector turns to him, turns to Barry and then he's like, hi, I'm, I'm Giles. <laughs> like, yeah. Because they've not been introduced yet. And then they go running off in search of a phone. Yeah. Um, then we cut to Aussie. He has made it back to the house. Yep. He gets his he's out on the he's hiding in the bushes. He gets his bazooka out and he blows. He fires his bazooka at the mansion at the aliens' mansion, and he blows the corner of it out. And this is a great effect. Yeah. So I can only um, so they've made miniatures of these houses, and it always looked really real. Yeah. At some point, I couldn't tell whether it was the miniature or the real one. Well, and no. I- like at one point, you're like. Oh, right. did, I, did they blow up the corner of a house, yeah. I thought, at one point? Because, man, Peter Jackson's Looks effects so are so good. Like, and for this is a shit-looking film. Yeah. I mean, no wonder he's got his own fucking special effects company. Yeah, so he blow like, this little miniature model gets blown up, but it's done in a way that it makes it look completely real. So he's blowing a massive chunk of the house out. Yeah. Um, at this point, Frank comes down and he's like, what are you doing, Ozzy? <laughs> like, <laughs> um. <laughs> And then Frank and Ozzy decide that they're going to go down and storm the house, kill yeah. the rest of those fucking aliens. They're going to get the leader. At the same time, we see Derek has rocked up at the house with his chainsaw. Oh and Derek God. has fucking lost it he now. He is, yeah. He's like, he's he's suffering from Kuru. He is Kuru. What's Kuru? Fu- Kuru is like, it's a... Found Ru- in cannibals. So if you're eating brains, you can start to go insane. It's kind of like mad cow disease, I guess. Is that so real? It is a real thing. Like, like if you're eating human brain. Um, yeah, well, because it's mostly found with cannibalism. So he's basically, yeah. I so, think he's more gone crazy because his brain has been stepped on and jammed in. Well, and yeah, like the brain, the brain he has is not good. And the fact that the bits that have been fallen out and have been picked up and shoved into the back of his head, it's making him. And now they're falling out as yeah. well. And then Derek comes up. There's a door there. <laughs> But instead of opening the door, yeah. he goes next to the door, starts his chainsaw up, which he said doesn't even work. No. So the, the the chainsaw that he has, this giant mighty chainsaw, doesn't actually work. So any scene that you see that has chainsawing chainsaw. action is, is a just a smaller, not Different chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. And he um, starts cutting into the side of the house and he cuts. And that's all we see for now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he cuts. You know, but... Basically, he cuts a Derek. He cuts like a Derek-shaped hole. So it's like a cartoon hole, though. It's yeah. exactly of what his shape with, with the chainsaw on it. And he just like is outside and just takes one step inside, just sliding through the hole. He's like. <laughs> 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 then we cut to um, Frank and Ozzy, and they start cleaning up the remaining aliens out the front of the house, just like shooting yeah. them and 
and stuff like that. It's yeah, there's, more, there's a lot more of, shooting, a lot of punching, a lot of kicking. At one point, like Ozzy's like got a, one of the aliens like bailed up against the wall, and he's just like punching it like yeah. you punch a punching bag. Yeah, a bit of bit of comedy in there. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Meanwhile, Derek's inside, and he's sawing off limbs and kicking him about. This is great. This scene, we can't we can't you know glaze over this one. So this is the first chainsaw attack. But Derek's inside. A guy walks in the room, and yeah, he starts just basically. Evil Dead style, just chopping yep. bits off. We see limbs flying through the air in slow motion. We see the bits, the head gets chopped off. Yeah. He then slices the torso off and the torso falls off and then the legs hit the ground. And then the, the coup de grace of this scene is he, I, he as he's walking out the room, he kicks the pair of legs in the balls <laughs> as he's leaving. <laughs> It's just a set of legs, but he kicks it in the ball. Yeah, that's what you do. You're always going for the ball. Oh, man. And then Derek, like, so he's this alien, he's just chopped up to bits. Yeah. He looks on the ground. You can see he's chopped, because he chops the alien through the fucking head. Like, yeah. it looks great. And he sees the alien's brain there, and he's like, oh, hang on. I need some brain. Yeah. And he picks up the alien brain, opens his skull flap, and then mushes the alien brain into his head. Meanwhile... The Lord Crumb yeah. is watching this and he goes like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, he can't believe what Derek's yeah, doing. he's like, Jesus Christ, holy shit. Oh, and then he, like, bails on this because I don't think he's going to want to go up against uh, Derek at all. Um, so Frank and Oz... They, now now they're, they're in the house. Yeah. They've, 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 they've moved in the house. They're, they're systematic, going through the house, killing aliens. Yeah. And these are the aliens, so they're not blue shirts anymore. They're all yeah, just, they're, all and they're just clearly the same people dressed in the yeah. same. But probably, I think Barrett, all the actors I saw on IMDb play the aliens yeah. as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so we're getting to the point now. Frank and Oz, they look like they're in a little bit of trouble. The they, aliens have cornered one them. One of the aliens gets a drop on them from behind. Yep. Fuck. They turn around. Oh, fuck. He's got a gun up. But then all of a sudden, we hear a chainsaw. <laughs> And then we see um, Derek is on the other side of the door that his alien's yeah. standing at, and he's put the chainsaw through it, through the guy's chest, and then pulled the chainsaw up. So the chainsaw's up through, up his neck, yeah. and through his face. And we see the face like oh, open. It's so good. Oh, man, it's so good. So good. And then we see the alien fall down, and then they're like, oh, look. Ozzy and Frank are like, oh, great, it's Derek. And then Derek looks through the hole that he's put in the door, shining style, yeah. and he's like, Bastards! And like, <laughs> and he's like, Jesus, Derek's gone ape shit. Yeah. <laughs> like they actually say ape shit. Yeah. Jesus, Derek's gone ape shit. Let's get out of here. <laughs> they just bail. So they bail out hard. Like Frank and Oz are outside now, but Lord Crumb he shoots and he hits Ozzy in the leg. Yeah. Uh, so Frank Ozzie's goes now wounded. The, he is. He he's wounded. He's fucked. Um, Frank goes for the rocket launcher. Yep. Um, he fires it through the door. Yeah, so yeah, Frank gets the rocket launcher, fires it at Lord Crumb. Lord yep. Crumb just dodges the rocket. Yeah, because that's what you then, do. Then um, uh, Derek dodges the rocket, <laughs> and then the rocket goes through the hole that Derek made previously yeah. of himself. And then... And through another door and just blows up a fucking random sheep that's sitting in the middle Yeah, there's a shot of a sheep. There's a shot of a sheep eating and it looks up and goes, meh. And then there's a shot of this sheep exploding. It's so funny. I'm sorry. Animal cruelty is horrible and we don't condone it, but fuck, that was funny. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, my God. There's no animal cruelty. Because the animals look so fake when they're Oh, they are so fake. They're like made of cardboard and shit. Like The sheep, if you see when it blows up, there's a big bit of cloth that comes out of it. Yeah. 
Um, a, big, and- a red, like a red cloth. Like they just filled it with red material. Oh, man, it's amazing. Oh, God. Anyway, um, um, Lord, the- Lord Crumb kicks Derek in the balls. Yep, kicks him so hard that he, uh, it's kind of like when you hit the strongman mallet and the thing goes up and hits it's like ding yeah uh, i can't explain that very well he so he hits the roof um yeah look kicks derek in the balls so hard so that hard. he he's his whole body lifts and hits his head on top of the door frame which knocks him for six yep and he heads off for the spaceship yep look goes upstairs into the cockpit of a spaceship yep it's the house he presses buttons you know suddenly the house and then we see the house vibrating, steam starts coming out of the house. We realise the whole house is a spaceship. Yeah. Then the amazing is, for some reason, the lawns Just... are also part of the spaceship. Yeah. And they start getting pulled under the under the house. Like It's like carpet, fake lawn getting pulled back in. So when yes. the, the spaceship lands, it puts lawns and gardens out as well. Yeah. But also under said fake lawn is real lawn. Yeah. So there's just like they've landed on top of a garden and put in their own garden yeah, there. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and I... Uh, Ozzy and Frank are out on the lawn and they start getting pulled under into the house, like yep. through this fake lawn. Yeah. Um, so because Ozzy, he's been shot, he's not moving as fast as Frank, so he's starting to get pulled out and he's, oh my God, he looks like he's not going to make it. What the hell is going to happen? Don't worry, Frank's there. He rescues him. Fucking bad boys for life. Um, they yep. they escape and then that's it. We see a, a wide shot of the house and we realise at this point, right, it is a model. Like yep. Up to this point, I didn't quite know if it was a model until now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it is a model. The house, you can see it's like smoke's coming out from the house. The whole house is shaking. Yeah. We get this like really funny scene as well of the leader trying to put on his seatbelt over his fat little alien belly and he's just like really struggling. He's like, Meh. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. He's got like a... Like a space chair, he's sitting yeah. in. There's buttons around and tubes, so it looks very alien, dodgy alien. Order. Oh, very dodgy. Um, and we see like the you know the house shaking. We see Derek is still in the house, and he's yeah. like it's shaking. He's kind of waking up from getting kicked in the dick. <laughs> um, all the doors start slamming around him as well. Yeah, and so then the door, yeah, the windows go off. down. So now Derek is trapped in the house. Um, I don't think Lord Crumb knows Derek's in there. No, he's um, not aware. We cut to like Frank. And Ozzy, um, he's Oz, uh, Frank has pulled Ozzy to safety because Ozzy's wounded. He's like, uh, this is a weird scene. Like, you know, the whole way through, Frank is smoking cigars as yeah. well. We've got to mention that. Yeah. Even under his balaclava. Yes. <laughs> it's just like under it. It's the little things. And Frank pulls out one of his cigars and puts it into Ozzy's mouth, you know, as in like, you hear, you know. Have like, a, you, have, did, you did good, kid. You did Take good, kid. Take a ciggy. And then uh, Ozzy's like. I don't smoke. Yeah. Goes, oh, sorry. Yeah, just takes it out just of pulls you. it out. <laughs> then we cut to... Um, cut to the leader and he um, he pulls out... Like, so first we cut to Derek in the spaceship and he looks out the window yeah. and we can see that planet he's, Earth is now It's going there. away. Yeah, yep. it's getting smaller. He's he's stuck nice, there. Nice little... Uh, so now... Um, <laughs> the leader Derek, picks up a phone. We Yeah, just picks up an old telephone, yeah. like a dial-a-phone. Dial-a-phone. He, he literally calls home and he's like... We did well. But then these fucking wankers. <laughs> but the, the pricks tried fucking... to take us on. And he's like, rah, 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 rah. we showed those. Be home in 20 minutes. <laughs> and he just, the chainsaw starts. Like he was calling his wife. Yeah. And the chainsaw starts rolling and he's just like, Yeah, we hear the chainsaw. Hold the line. <laughs> Hold the line. And he he looks like around. Goes off We're to like, where, Where's this chainsaw sound coming? And then we, um, we see suddenly a whole, a perfect circle falls out of the roof. That Derek has cut and it donks him in the head and he looks up and you see Derek up the top there. Derek jumps down yep. through the hole with the cha- chainsaw first. Yes. 
chainsaw is down into Lord Crumb's head. Yeah, okay. Are you going to say the line? Uh, you can say it, but I will get... So he starts... His Derek goes into Lord Crumb's head, into his body, chainsaws down, and we see him coming all the way. The ch- chainsaw bursts out of um, Lord Crumb's crutch. <laughs> um, all this guts is flying out everywhere. We see Derek's head m- emerging out of Lord Crumb's arsehole. <laughs> All this blood's coming out. The fuck, he's still standing for some reason. <laughs> Derek, sm- uh, you know, goes falls out of Lord Crumb's arsehole, covered in blood of intestines. Looks at the camera and says, so "I'm born again. I'm born again." But and you, laughs. But you missed the line earlier on. So as he's about to jump through the hole, he's like, "Suck my spinning steel, shithead!" Oh yeah, fucking <laughs> down. Oh, so good! I and that oh man, what an so and that really that really reminded me of the end of Brain Dead with the giant mum on the roof yep. kind of vibe with the, the the gore. He likes to do like this ultimate like gore yep. ending big. Like, you got to go hard, and like you can see well, like the legs on each side of him, like he's getting but, well, born. That's what, but like again, like what is your biggest qualm with all these like big final boss battles? Is that they are just so lame? Yeah, it's well, over in a minute, but. This Peter Jackson, these are great. You, you've not leave, left going, this is shit. Uh, so Derek walks in, he picks up the phone and he's like... Um, yeah, Derek, Derek, what, no, Derek um, sits in the commander's chair, picks yep. up the phone that Lord Crumb was saying. He goes, what do you say? I'm coming for you, bastards. Yeah. And like you can see he then puts on Lord Crumb's skin. Um, <laughs> he puts on the suit. He just like gets all in his suit, he get, yeah. and he's just he's he, he's laughing maniacally. He has just lost the fucking. He's, yeah, he's wearing Lord Crumb, Crumb's flesh, laughing maniacally while sitting in the commander's chair, stroking his chainsaw. Yeah, about to go to a, you know another planet and assume oh, kill God. them all. Yeah, that's what his plan is. I'm I'm guessing. Um, we, then we we cut. That's it for that scene. <laughs> And that's the end of that chapter. And then we cut to Frank and Ozzy driving in the Beatles car. Yeah. Well, the car's got the cardboard cut it for the Beatles. They pick up Barry and the collector on the side of the road. Yep. And they drive off into the sunset. Yep. We get, get the lovely cast title over it as, as that happens. And that's the end. We get some Australian rock. <laughs> and that's the fucking end of the that's film. The fucking end. Oh, Gee. Okay, Jen. For someone who'd never seen this film, were you just like... Am I really a horror fan? I was so ashamed that I had not, because like at some point, usually when I watch films, even if it's been like I've hassled you to watch this before, so many years, I'm like, yeah, I've probably seen it. I pro- at, at no point throughout this film was I like, yeah, no, I have seen this, I just haven't forgotten. And I was like, fuck, why is it taking me this long to see this film? This is so much just absolute stupid gory fun, which is exactly what I want out of a horror film. Yeah, it's a um, it's a it's a horror comedy, yeah. but with the ultimate amount of gore. Exactly like Brain Dead. Yeah, I actually think it like I I think it's better than Brain Dead. Oh, not for the gore, but I actually think Brain Dead's story drags a bit with it, the whole love scene. Yeah, and I the fact that um I'm not I'm not trying to be racist or anything here, but the fact that like I love the New Zealand accent. But within Brain Dead, there's also like the um, it's like Italian accent, like as well. Like heaps of the tar- characters are Italian. Yeah, I would just prefer like if everyone had just been New Zealand in it. Yeah, I mean there is a lot of good New Zealander in, oh in Brain God. Dead, but look, yeah, I actually find the 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 love story I didn't like. Well, this has no love. Like, well, that's this the is thing. Just pure fun. Once you start adding other elements to the story, 
So once you start acting, uh, like adding the the romance side of things, that's a whole other thing that you've got to sort of deal yeah. with while you're dealing with this. And a lot of the time, I don't fucking care. I just want the blood and the gore and the whatnot. Yeah, it seems like nothing was ever going to stop Peter Jackson from making films. No. Like, if you can do this with nothing, like, yeah, and then and then when you're given money, you create brain dead. Like, the gore yeah. in that is the best. Peter Jackson. And then the New Zealand humour. Is just, well, that's the thing. New Zealand, they it. know good horror, they know good comedy. Yeah, why? Yeah, well, I mean, look at, um, what's his name? What, what, uh, Taika. Yeah, yeah, Taika, like. Like, for Ragnarok, there's your New Zealand comedy coming out straight in it. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Tiger's human. No, it's just New Zealand, That's, mate. That is New Zealand. Look at Fort Rock Flats. Oh, like, Fort Rock Flats, Flats, even the car, the movie is amazing. It's got yeah. all that, we- that same humour in it. Like, yeah. hey, well, is it going to come down with snow on it? Yeah, probably. Like, just that <laughs> they understand that Australian accents are funny and yeah. New Zealand accents are funny as well. That's exactly right. And it's it, we just have a... Australia as well, we have a very specific set style of humour and it works so well because it's just so blunt. I hadn't watched this film in 20 years. Yeah. I worked it out. Shit. And um, I found a whole new love for it again. I didn't realise how good this film was. But, but And it's only now because we do this horror podcast, we, we analyse stuff so much that I yeah. can see that there's editing, like filmmaking-wise, this is perfect. Yeah. Like for a comedy horror, like it doesn't... There are so many bigger budget films that are just so much shitter than this. Well, that's the thing. Like you think that this was a $25,000 film made over four years. Okay, so over four years, it's a bit... That's a lot. But the fact that also he didn't have a set script going into this, this is still a really good story. Yeah. Like, yeah. What did you give it? So, I've given it three ratings. Oh, we did it all. We got the same. Oh, did we? Yeah. Well. We, we double, we, we triple same rating it. <laughs> we triple tag teamed it. Yeah. Uh, I've given it a F, so it's definitely fun and dumb. It is exactly that. Exactly like, there that. is no this better is the, the F ever. Dictionary definition of fun and dumb. Um, I have also given it a B. This is definitely a beer and chicken wing group movie. Yeah, man. I was always sitting there wishing that you were over and we were watching this together. Yeah. We were watching it exactly the same time as well. We were. We, were. Like, we have, uh, have a shared Google Doc where we put yeah. our notes in. I could see your notes going. And that's why I stole some of your notes. Like, I couldn't be all the typing. <laughs> um, and I have also given this a D, a big old D. It is. This is very much a Dan film. I reckon this is almost a J as well because yeah. it's like low budget, fucking like fun and dumb yeah. stupidity, oh, like definitely. slumber party massacre. Oh my um, but yeah, I understand. I gave it all for myself a dance special because <laughs> I'm always just obsessed with this film, and this film made me want to make films. And my, I went to film school because of this film. Yep. I made a horror movie. Have you seen my actual film school horror film? No. Oh well, you, should you will me. in a sec. Yes. Yes. Anyhow. No. What are we watching next week? Okay, so I'm kind of, I mean, I'm not. What are you going to follow with that now? Ooh. I'm following it with a creature feature. Oh. Just because I feel like uh, sticking with some creatures. Um, we are watching Piranha 3D. Oh, good. I haven't seen that. The 2010 Alexander Aja, who also directed The Hills Have Eyes. So this is his. Oh, I thought this is an old film. Well,. Piranha's an old film. Piranha, though. 1978, directed by Roger Corman. Yes. I'm going with 2010 <laughs> Piranha. Is it a remake or is it its own film? Uh, look, it is a Do remake. Do they Because there is no. a one about flying piranhas. Yes, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Which no, are, this is, flying this is a Fuck reboot, but I'm going to say it is definitely a standalone. It's a standalone. Now, are piranhas as ferocious as they're made out in films? Uh, I'm going to look up YouTube piranha yes. attacks. I've never seen it. I've only ever seen them represented in film. Um, I'm going to say yes with a but. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. 
So yeah, Piranha 3D 2010. That wasn't even on your list. No, I know. I was thinking about it last night. Fair enough. All right, write that in there. Piranha uh, 3D, oh. 2010. I'm going to write that in there. So I, oh dear. Um, yeah, because you don't want to mistake it with the Piranha 3 Double D, which we don't want to watch. Oh, maybe I do. You, you don't. Don't. No. Enough. So anyway, thanks guys. You've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTube. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or a review and share with all your friends. We also have an Instagram at Terrorvision Pod, which will keep you up to date on upcoming episodes, trivia and of course memes that are definitely three years old by now. We also have email, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to watch, discuss, etc. Um, our opening and closing music is Voidswell by Sister Wife. And remember, until next week, may all your dreams be frightmares. Ooh. I know, I changed it. I love it. Bye. Bye.